I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, welcome to the Sebe cast number 156 with Saxer Pillar. Saxer Pillar, how are we doing this fine evening for you? Afternoon for me. We are chilling. I was yeah. excited. Uh, kind of nervous, but uh, slowly getting over it already. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it starts. Let's get, a, I guess, like a brief introduction of who you are um, and maybe some notable achievements because you've definitely had one in particular that was pretty big. So I guess I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the mic. All right. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm Saxer Pillar. I've been playing this game for, I think, about four years now. I also played as a kid. Uh, I think I've been into PBM for like maybe three years. Uh, I say, I'd say I've been considering myself a high-level PBMer since I got into CG speedrunning for GM, looking at Kirby's guides and like. Uh, slowly improving myself and then I decided like I wanted to do more challenges. Uh I've been good friends with No Monkey. That's where like people generally know me from. I hang out in his streams a lot and I was in his Discord for a long time. Uh from there I kinda just like branched out and started doing my own thing. Um I'm not really a streamer. I tried a couple times but uh I can't really seem to get myself to do something specifically like um, I just can't concentrate long enough or I can't stay motivated long enough. Like it gets boring eventually. Mm-hmm. Feel that. Uh, yeah. Achievements. Um, well, there was the aqua butterfly method that, uh, I, I'd like to say I kind of figured out. Um, how, how soon after release did you figure that out? Because that was pretty game changing and it was about to get patched. It was, yeah, it, it got patched like a couple days after it was, um, it, it was popularized. Like I, I released it on Gnome stream. I was like actually torn between releasing it or not. And then I was like, if, if I don't release it, somebody else is going to figure it out and they're going to tell me, tell it before me. So yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. I might as well get my spotlight, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
um i think it was like literally four days after release that i uh just went into the lab everybody was trying to get clears i just wanted to figure shit out oh yeah that was game changing that's like literally i mean obviously like you said it, it would have been figured out regardless by somebody eventually yeah. but that is a game changing mechanic for the room so shout out yeah i was pretty happy it was really busted when i like first figured it out too because uh like before the patch uh it would just you would just be able to do it indefinitely without anything else happening in the room so mm. it was pretty powerful like there would be no special attacks there would be no style changes as long as you didn't screw up so are you are you happy with uh what they decided to do with it because originally i believe they were trying to patch the whole thing but then they decided to keep it with added mechanics um i'm like kind of happy i can i think it's like the fact that it can do special every 60 seconds is a good compromise i don't like the random style changes though mm. i feel like style changes should only happen if you get hit by aka not when like it does specials because you can't really control your dps right so yeah. like especially in like high scale raids with like multiple people it's like you might get like five or six style changes and then your room time will vary significantly because like every other style is bad on Akans except for magic. Yeah. Assuming, uh, max gear and stuff. That would probably, that would pretty much fix everything if they just remove that. Correct. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Akka would be a much more tolerable room if they just did that for sure. That's the only real frustration about it. You get a good time on like in the speed run or whatever you're doing. And they're like, Oh, it changed to, melee i have to wait for like however many attacks whatever aka feels like today yeah 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 it's so bad <laughs> yeah, yeah other than that i just recently got a solo next clear um that was some exciting stuff yeah i was I, really nervous during let, that. let's actually just like straight up take a tangent on that because that is something okay. that we didn't really think was possible at least after port kazar did it on like was that week of release like when did he do that week of release i think i had his tweet pulled up it was like yeah i think it was literally within a week here you want to link that to me actually uh sure Hold up on my end probably in my videos i'll I'll just find the tweet he doesn't tweet much so it's mm. like you can literally scroll down in his twitter and find it <laughs> that's true i could do that um but so for those that aren't aware of how big of an effect red x had like what what are the differences between him soloing next and what you have to do to solo next at this point and what you had to do and come up with so let me quickly give a disclaimer and say i love port Gazard. he's my buddy and i'm not discrediting him in any way like he is a well-established pmer and he's like really good at the game so when i say this like i'm not saying like it to discredit his achievement or anything but when he did solo next uh there were like two bugs in play one of them was that there was the door right at the lobby, like the door that you clicked that you need to sacrifice essence to. Uh, when you entered an instance, you could left click that door to interact with it. And uh, you could use that to set up a red X, which people should be familiar with now with Baba, um, which essentially meant if you were under the boss, it would not move. And then the other bug was if next couldn't attack you for a while, uh her default behavior is to dash somewhere just so you know she can get out from under you so you can't just kite her indefinitely 
but uh the way this worked before the patch was uh she, she would always dash to the middle even if she was in the middle of the arena she would dash to the middle mm. essentially meaning if you were in a solo scale she couldn't ever swap targets and she would always dash to the middle and you're always under her so you could literally like i'm not even exaggerating saying this you could afk under her for six, six hours until you log out <laughs> and nothing would happen okay so massive differences what what is it like now if you stand under her uh, now she'll um after nine to twelve ticks which is probably what it was back then as well nine to twelve ticks after she attacks she will um she'll dash to like a semi-random position it's not entirely random and that's part of what made this possible again just figuring out like the patterns the different ways she can dash she'll dash anywhere where it will still put her within like range of attacking you immediately pretty much mm. and i what i've seen and like watching your video and watching no monkey do solo attempts it looks pretty difficult to not like extremely difficult but you have to be on the ball non-stop when you're trying to stay underneath next i mean you have a one tick margin of error consistently yeah um uh in terms of like standard pvm i don't think it's very comparable to any other challenge that exists it's just like like a unique kind of movement challenge i don't think there's any other boss that really forces you to move that much yeah it's it's pretty wild was that difficult to pick up and maintain for an entire kill oh yeah i mean mainly in in hindsight nothing is hard i feel like but like whenever you're doing something like this at least for me especially um 50 percent of difficulty comes from the nerves like the expectation oh, oh shit this is the first solo next what am i gonna do like the first time i got to ice phase i remember i was like shaking I was shaking so hard I couldn't stop for like 40 minutes. I'm a really nervous person. <laughs> it just reminds me of like early childhood walking into the wilderness and just chronically Yeah, yeah, just literally the same feeling. Yeah, jittery. Same feeling. That's funny. Um, so how many how many days, how many attempts uh, did this take? Actually, like let's just say from the conception of the idea because I don't think many people were considering doing solo next. They kind of read it, wrote it off as like not possible um so the idea goes back as early as like next release pretty much i'd say like maybe two or three months after i was starting to think about it and i'm sure like many other people also thought about it i don't think there's like much that's special about next it's just that since people wrote it off they didn't put in the time and effort to just just go through the like i, I don't think i did anything special for the theory crafting Mm. There were some breakthroughs that made me feel like it was more possible. But generally, I feel like if somebody writes something off, um, people just don't don't attempt it. Like You, you just take, you just take uh, whatever you hear for granted in the game. Like, whether it's like gear advice or uh, somebody telling you something is possible in a scale or whatever. Uh, but yeah, attempts, like, I'd say realistically, I started attempting it like for a month or so okay like actually like hard going hard at it like trying to figure out things uh dying over and over etc were you in talk with any other pvmers or was this kind of a solo venture uh beforehand i was like we always talked about the possibility of a solo next i talked with port Cazard. i'd mentioned to it, it uh 
to a bunch of other friends. Like I talked to about it with Red Eye Jedi as well. I remember he was actually trying as well. Mulgar Kirby was trying. Uh, they all just pretty much like wrote it off. I think uh, Red Eye Jedi said he was going to try after Coliseum, but I kind of beat him to it, I guess. Interesting. Um, so yeah. you were the first post uh, update, and now who has completed it since? I know there's been a, a few people. I don't know if there's anybody else besides Noobtype did it right after me, and then No Monkey did like two or three, I think. Okay, because he's now trying to speed run it. I think he yeah i don't know He's exactly to get like sub 20 yeah that's that's nuts so because yours was how fast 43 minutes yeah so speeding it up i mean everything i mean if, if people take it seriously it will be optimized do you do you have a number in your head of like how fast you could possibly get this like is there like a minimum time that this would take uh i think sub 20 is a reasonable time the thing is a good bit of time is going to be added since you can't keep up dps with the boss since it has to like keep dashing like your tank fang is not five tick mm -hmm. and then a standard duo i feel like is like seven to eight minutes so a solo you would expect like just to be 16 but then there's some added time from it dashing and stuff okay so, so like, like tw 20 minutes is reasonable i think okay. And that would be almost like if you were a total giga gamer that never makes mistakes, do you think that would be like a, a reasonable expectation for like kills to be around 20 minutes consistently? Or is that relying heavily on RNG? I think it relies on RNG. I can't say too much. I don't know. I have only mm. done that one kill that I did. And from my, what I watched Gnome do, it's like, it's it's hard to get a kill as it is. Like you can't consistently get kills. I don't know. Is it RNG that's preventing consistent kills right now, or is it pure skill ultimately? And like it, you can guarantee a kill as long as you play perfectly. Are there the are RNG there RNG factors elements? been diminished a lot? There's okay. very little RNG to it. The I, I guess I can kind of go over like uh, the whole thought process for like the general overview of a kill. Mm -hmm. uh, initially, when I oh shit, I just aggroed it. Ancient Zygomite. Whoops. <laughs> Um, initially, gonna, yeah, I, I'm just gonna pull up the video on uh, my end of, of your upload and just kind of play it in the background silently. But yeah, you can keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, initially when I started the kill, it was like I didn't know how to get past the minions because I thought I'd have to conserve a lot of supplies. But then I realized you can just brute force the minions. You can like alter for Fumus and Kruar because the timing works out generally and then for umbra you don't need to alter because it's during the range phase which you can flick against and like off prey range attacks from next aren't as hurtful as a uh, off prey um magic attacks in any other phase so like that worked out and then i, th I think like the biggest thing i was scared of during the entire kill was glaces because there was like this method I was using that Red Eye Jedi told me about and I refined a little bit, which ended up not really being useful in the end. But there was like a kind of lure that you could do with Next that I didn't include in the video either. There was like a two to three lure where essentially like like, like the biggest supply constraint was uh, combo eats. If Next attacks you from six or more tiles away and 
you have more than four HP, or sorry, yeah, let's just say you have like four or less HP, you need to combo it the second hit. Do you know what happens at like Zora when you take two hits in a row? Mm-hmm. It's exactly that situation. So that that really is yeah, like you are being gate kept if you don't have a combo eat. Like you are gonna get chanced. Yeah, so that that was that was the initial issue, but then slowly over time and especially after like Gnome and Noob Types kills, I realized uh as long as you play it right, there's very few situations where you actually have to combo eat. I figured out like one thing that you can do accidentally as well that I tried to feature in the video. If next is like ten tiles away from you, like that's that's the worst distance she can be away from you generally. If she's exactly ten tiles away. In that case, you can actually walk away one tile and for some reason it uh delays her attack by one tick, so you can run in. Mm. Essentially making you uh essentially gaining you a tick. So oh, that's pretty much solved at this point. It looks like all the combo eats. Like technically in theory, if you played perfectly, you could just have sweets and be fine. Or yeah, is there any? I other? don't think, I don't think you you ever need combo eats. Uh, there are some bad dash positions that she can take. For example, if you're in the middle and she dashes to the corner, uh, generally you'd have to combo eat that. But I realize you can run the opposite direction from next and force her to dash, like not running under her, but be staying out of her range. It's it's a lot of situational like you have to react in a tick mm -hmm. to what's going on in the kill. It's it's her, it's her own little mini game. That's why I think it's kind of fun actually. Initially, I was kind of just like, oh my god, I hope this is over now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it it. I mean one, it's not efficient. Even if you were perfect, it would still be better doing duos for items. Oh, totally, totally. Um, but it is neat that this is like an actual reasonable i mean not re well reasonable that depends on the definition but it, it's almost like a solo <laughs> top like it's not efficient but it's yeah. definitely something you can consistently do if you get really really good and it is interesting mm -hmm. like you said because it really does have mechanics that you never see in any other boss like just the simple one tick movement consistently it takes a lot of skill and a lot of just yeah. brain power you need to stay focused which is pretty interesting it looks really like it looks simple right you're just running around and uh hitting the boss but th there's a lot of like different edge cases that she can enter over a 50 minute kill or however long you take i guess now 20 but yeah there's a lot of edge cases that make it much more interesting like if she dashes very close uh you you're not supposed to instantly react or you can chance a melee <laughs> That's happened a lot of times. You have to like kind of unwire that memory. Damn. So do you think ice phase is the hardest phase or what? I thought ice phase was the hardest phase. Uh, Noob type and Gnome said blood was mm. the hardest phase. Uh, they're probably right. Ice was hardest for me just because I was very worried about the DPS check at Glacies. Oh, yeah. The reason I was worried so much at Glacies was because I couldn't use that tactic, the lure. Uh, because Glacies can freeze you through prayer and like that kind of threw a wrench into things. So I just thought I'm gonna like usher over a couple of brews and hope I can just get it normally. Mm. And that did end up being the case. Yeah, if you just pray range against the ice prison uh, on the correct tech, then you can generally outlive it. It only does like 30 damage or something. And if you don't get like max hit by Glacies and next on a bad tick or something, you're probably fine. 
Okay, so Solo Next has now officially been done, which is just nuts. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it, this is like, in my opinion, the new Solo Tob. So, like, for those <laughs> that really want to challenge, go, go Solo and Next, because this would definitely test your patience and your uh, just reaction times in general. I feel like. So movement, baby, movement is so fun in this game. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, in my personal opinion, watching this, this doesn't look like the most enjoyable movement. This looks like horribly hectic, (laughs) just kind of like (laughs) just frustrating almost the amount of times you could just misclick accidentally. But uh, it definitely will like prove your skill level. So, have you done solo Tob? Uh, I never completed it. I think like two years ago when I wasn't. As good as I am now, I got to Verzik P2. I died on the first ticket and I never went back. <laughs> I failed the very first ticket. I mean, that's. I, I might go back to it at some point. It's pretty impressive to even get there, though. So that's. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so what would you say? Well, I mean, you haven't completed it, but what would you say is probably harder? Is it still solo Tob, you'd imagine? My opinion's not going to be fair, especially since I figured out solo next. But um, I don't, I don't remember much. I'm, I'm going to say solo next is harder, mm. but probably not by much. Like they're probably close. It's it just, just that it's different things, right? One of them yeah. is like a bunch of different bosses, and the other one is just like one mechanic that you just have to nail for twenty minutes. True. Okay, so let's talk about, let's switch topics entirely and talk about the um, project rebalance that's going to be happening. And in particular, of a Soul Reaper Axe that is um, obviously in a weird, wonky spot. And most people don't actually enjoy how the weapon works right now. So do you, what are your thoughts on the Soul Reaper Axe currently and what would you propose? Is it, uh, is it confirmed they're going to like rework it or something? It sounds like they are about to. It, they it it sounds like Jagex is not satisfied with where it's at, and they made it clear in the post that Soul Reaper X would be something they're looking at. They didn't give any information about like what they're gonna do to it, if they're gonna change things drastically, if they're just gonna reduce the damage that you take basically and heal up with. But I don't know. Like, what? Where? Where are your thoughts on the current Soul Reaper X? Are you happy with it right now? Nah, not really. Especially since it's only useful at one boss, and like, I don't think it requires much thought. You just bang forty HP and you use it. Yeah. <laughs> um. When it when it came out first, when it was first proposed, it felt very out of place. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get controversial, maybe, but I feel like a lot of items lately, like I feel like they're trying to do some quirky stuff, like with the. Uh, what was that dungeon's name that they were going to release in Zaya? Not Colosseum, but the other one. Yeah. Like I the mid-level dungeon. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, uh, there's there's like a bunch of cool effects there, and it's all like, well, well great, but they're all like mid-level items. So, like, I'm not going to end up using it in the end. So, it's like, it's great, but I wish, like, the rewards were swapped around with Colosseum and that. But, yeah, lately, I feel like they're just throwing out ideas and, like, seeing what sticks and... Um, I don't know. I feel like like a little more thought into it might have been cool. Specifically for Soul Reaper, I'd say I didn't like two things about it. A, it felt really out of place, like coming from four bosses. Like it, the effect made it sound like it was supposed to be a mega rare or something. 
like on that power level to me. And then B, I love the idea of a ramp up weapon. But if I was to make some changes, like I think it needs to be reworked completely. Um, the main design choice that I was really annoyed with was um, that you lose stacks uh, when you switch weapons. I feel like I feel like keeping track of however many ticks you have left uh, on the sweeper axe before it loses stacks is like more exciting and more skill expressive than uh than just losing stacks immediately after you switch. Mm. So you're actually happy with the uh, charge loss just from the amount of ticks that have passed. You're okay with that. You just don't want the weapon changes being affected. Yeah, if they were gonna like just go the lazy route and not change much about it, I'd probably do that. Maybe like, I don't know. It's 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 literally just useful at Vardorvis. I I feel like it, it should be more high risk, high reward. So, uh, the bank forty HP thing, it's kind of random, but it's fine. I think. Um, I don't know how long the cooldown is before it starts losing test stacks, like eight ticks. I think. Yeah, eight ticks. Okay. What if? Um, after eight ticks, if you let the, those eight ticks elapse, you don't lose stacks one by one, you lose all of them. Oh, God. So, like, higher risk, but in compare, uh, in return, I feel like they should also buff the speed of the axe and, like, just comp- uh, change its max hit to compensate for it. Mm. I feel like that weapon is much more suitable to be a faster weapon, especially with that kind of mechanic. Like, you could use it in somewhere like Nilo Room or, like... You know, like anywhere that lets you fit in a couple of hits. Like imagine you use Soul Reaper Axe because it's useful on something and then you want to fit in a quick blowpipe hit or two or like a Tebow or whatever you're hitting and then switch back to it real quick. Like I feel like that's a more fun mini game probably to play than just camp axe and don't think about your HP. The spec kind of feels uh like useless. When would you ever really want to spec? Like you're just losing DPS. Yeah, no. it's not great. If the spec yeah. was like super powerful and it had like some crazy accuracy or like even potentially a minimum hit, yeah, then that would be a little bit more warranted. But yeah, right now, like using it, it's like, oh, well, back to the dog shit again, even though it's not necessarily yeah, literally. Dog shit, it's just like <laughs> the risk and worse. reward feels misplaced to yeah. me. And finally, and this is going to sound a little crazy, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's going to be a strong weapon, like maybe buff its DPS even more. But I'm imagining, like, say, a three take weapon, right? Um, make it drain HP with every hit. Mm. It doesn't have to be a big amount, but it should have, like, some cost to use. Interesting. So, what if it was just even one damage every single time you hit? Yeah. Like, one or two is what I was thinking. And numbers what, can always be tweaked. But. Yeah, and what what did you say? You wanted it to be three tick. Yeah. Wow. So like a three tick with like a, I guess eight tick cooldown or five tick cooldown. Five tick cooldown is probably like more appropriate for something like that. So you can like fit something in, or like six tick cooldown so you can fit a Tebow in or whatever, immediately after attacking. Interesting. Okay, because I I mean, I personally don't know what the best route would be for the Soul Reaper axe. I like the idea of another sort of spec orb where that is a ch- that, that's like something you have to build up like I, I like the default spec orb we have that just regenerates over time and then a secondary one 
in my head, and this is what I've talked to, like I talked to Travis42 a lot about this. Um, none of these ideas are really solidified. I'm just like shooting the shit basically. Like there's nothing basically just like spewing my thoughts. But um, mm-hmm. I think it would actually be kind of cool if there was just a secondary special orb permanently on your game. So, and then we could introduce more and w- more weapons in the future. And I was even thinking maybe skilling, uh, skilling tools as well could utilize this new charged sort of spec orb. Because um, I think... Like energy too. Yes. I mean, that that's literally what I'm thinking. Because if you had two different orbs, I mean, you could then always keep track of how many, like, your certain weapons have. Um, yeah. Obviously, it would get a little bit convoluted when you have like multiple weapons that have that because then like what is the weapon necessary like what's the weapon that's using that orb charge or maybe it really is just a default sort of charge thing where you could use a different weapon to charge up and then you could use another sort of weapon like i'm just talking like the future if there was another sort of thing like the soul reaper axe mm-hmm. they would like kind of combine sort of and you could use the special of either or once you've built up enough charges but Obviously, this is getting like way more complicated than just the Soul Reaper acts we're dealing with right now. But I wouldn't be opposed like, uh, to something like that. I feel like people might vote no on something like that, though, because like it adds more things that you have to track, keep track of, and it's not like optional. Like it's on your screen, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would... like. Uh, I I do like uh, like optional things certain weapons or equipment makes you do. Uh, I find that very fun. I can't actually think of anything immediately. I'll, I'll get back to that. Yeah. So, but that is interesting. I'm I'm glad you're thinking because I mean the Soul Reaper Axe does deserve to be buffed in some aspect. It could be completely reworked, but it it needs to be slightly more powerful mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and like you said, having a downside where maybe you're losing HP or just anything like that. Like if there's a cost associated to it, it doesn't need to be a charged weapon, but some sort of cost associated would mean that. And and to be fair, I mean, this item is expensive and it does take a long ass time to get. So right. it is on that tier of being a mega rare, in my opinion. Well, not unless you buy it on GE, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, true. Did, what do you think the Soul Reaper Axe will, because um, I'm pretty sure, the, what is the price actually right now? Because I know it shot up when they kind of proposed that it would get changed. I think it's around 300 mil right now. 384 mil. Holy. Holy. <laughs> so okay. it's, it feels like a mega rare already. And if it gets a good enough buff, which I really want it to. Goddamn. Then uh, I, I think it would be warranted. I'm just excited. So I, I love hearing your thoughts. Do you have any other like ideas for it? Or is it really just just be uh, more powerful maybe, sort of? For, for Sorry, Brack specifically, probably no. Okay. I've had like item ideas over time. Uh, I, I, okay, yeah, tangent. Let's see. The other day I was complaining on Discord. Why does that work? Just like, I I understand the need for direct upgrades to things, but I feel like it's kind of getting boring, especially as somebody who has had like end game gear for however long now. It's like a new ring, a new set of rings isn't that exciting to me. I feel like a lot of it it doesn't change the way you interact with anything that you've played. It just changes the metagame. It changes what gear you would bring, like, slightly, maybe. It changes what you would equip in certain rooms. But once you get used to that, it's the same game. A lot of a lot of strat- strategizing and, like, skill expression comes from f- 
figuring out optimal setups early on whenever there's any gear release or boss release, I think. And, and after that, it just gets mundane. That's why I, like, I can't really get myself to grind anything out like people do. Mm. Um, for items as well, I feel like direct upgrades are cool and all, and I know you need to have some direct upgrades. Like I think Shadow was a cool addition. Like Magic didn't have that meta mega rare, and it's good that it has it now. But man, I just want something fun, you know. <laughs> I just want something with like uh, its own little mini game, like uh, the axe that I just mentioned, like the axe proposal, or like uh, Void Waker is cool, even though it doesn't really have its own mini game. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about Venator Bow. I think Venator Bow is a cool item that could have been better, maybe if like it had better double bounce damage or something because i think at the moment it's only better barely better than piping i know it's like op for slayer and like it's good at inferno but the speedrunners just haven't picked up on it or don't use it well the the I problem mean, is is like in inferno it's just barely worth it if you've absolutely mastered yeah. how to use it so yeah, exactly but, but in, like it's such a fun little mini game on its own it's definitely like a fun weapon to use. I I personally wish it was three tick. I mean, then you could yeah. you know change the DPS slightly. But honestly, I thought that would be so much more fun to use a three tick Venator bow. Um, yeah, that sounds sick. Yeah, and and then you really would be trolling not bringing it into Inferno. It, like even oh, if yeah. they weren't to change the stats, if they literally just made Venator bow like this is a very very powerful weapon because we did just massively increase the DPS by making it three tick you would feel obligated to bring it and it would create a lot more like unique strategies to solve and Inferno specifically, but even other pieces of content like that would actually become pretty damn enjoyable to use. Plus, I mean, for my, you know, purposes, like I love just, you know, AFKing jellies or something like if I could, if I could AFK <laughs> them a little bit faster with a three tick thing, like, and, and even like just gathering mobs, like, cause that was another yeah purpose for the bow was literally just to like gather mobs he didn't have to feel obligated to like alt to gather right. things up like that would be nice too i wonder as well if they would i don't know if this would be necessarily appropriate but just in regards to gathering mobs if it, if they could code it to prioritize tagging things that haven't been tagged if that's even like mm -hmm. something possible i mean i'm assuming it's totally possible i just don't know how like complicated that would be to code but that sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, because sometimes you're just you're. I mean, I'm just thinking of my jelly room again. This is not high level PBM. <laughs> this is just my own. That just you know what, Damn what jellies. Yeah, like what annoys me is like when there's clearly two jellies in the range of his bow, but the the arrow decides to shoot the ones that are already like low HP, and it's like, can you shoot the other ones? Like I don't know. So oh, yeah. But so yeah, what, no, what no idea thoughts? how that item targets anything. It's so odd. It's really weird. I mean, just in regards to those sort of mechanics, I mean, the scythe is the same way. I really wish they would change the scythe already. It, this doesn't affect people most of the time, but um, like Thermi, for example, if there's a mini smoke devil that enters underneath, <laughs> it'll just swipe the mini smoke devil. Like, bruh, like this... The ther Thermi's a 4x4. Four four. Like, if you're attacking with a Scythe, why not prioritize all three hits on the targeted monster if it can accept all hits? 
Like uh, that was really frustrating to me, how it will literally just hit another mob, even though the target's big enough to take all three. And same thing with Seracnus. If there's a mage spider underneath, it'll target the mage spider, even though you have, you're trying to swing at the main target. It's just not accepting all the hits. It's kind of annoying. I wish they would have changed that by now, but yeah, I don't know how hard that would be to code as well, but I feel like, I feel like that would be a good change. Like do that. And then, um, if if you if your main target is a small one, then like you can add any excess hits to the big one that it's under, like at nightmare yeah. with parasites, for example. Yep, yep, totally. That's a good way to go about it. I think. I, I, and the, yeah, the, all the coding would need to be is just if the main target you're attacking can be hit with all three hit spots, allow that. Don't try to be attacking mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. So. But yeah, Venator Bow three tick. I mean, if they were to just make it three tick, would that like would you be for that? Oh yeah, just totally. I mean, that's an increase of DPS by like what twenty five percent. That's yeah. that's good. That's but, and 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 that would be appropriate. You don't think that would like break anything? So one thing I heard last second when I like mentioned this is that apparently Venator Bow really lowered the skill ceiling at Barbarian Assault, which I really forgot that was even a thing, but. Mm. Apparently now you can just like since everything already aggro's on you, you can just like AFK on them or something. Oh. Is what I've heard. I don't uh, know how I don't know how I feel about. I mean, do, what what did they are they bothered by that? Or are they kind of like kind of pleased I've, in a uh, selfish way, like sort of like oh this is kind of nice actually. I, I I've heard I've heard like they're bothered by it because like now anybody can just go and uh, you have to use a vendor bow. It's Best in slot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then you're just AFKing instead of actually clicking things now. So making a three take would be even crazier, but... I mean, I want it for everywhere else. I don't really know about Barbarian Assault. I don't know how I'd really balance that, but... Yeah, it's hard to balance. I mean, I do not envy the J-Mods in any regard when it comes to these kind of things, because... I mean, literally, they have to keep track of so many different things when it comes to different game modes, different people's play styles, every single minigame, purists, like, I mean, like, pures and low defense accounts and all these other restricted accounts. Like, there's so many things that they have to consider. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. And no matter what, you're not going to please everybody. So you're you're no, doomed totally regardless. Not. I wish they'd, uh, I wish they'd, like improve the beta experience for that though like i remember the desert treasure 2 beta and like every other beta they've done i feel like there just aren't enough betas whenever they like propose items Mm. and then when there is betas it's very buggy or like there's always something missing or like i wonder if they can't just like add you know how have you ever played in like any of the betas uh, I people. I rarely do. I mean, I remember trying out the ruinous powers beta for like twenty minutes, and I was just like, it's just like tr- resetting like every, all of my settings, and at, yeah, at exactly. first it's just annoying as shit. So you have to deal with that. Yeah. You have a bunch of boilerplate to deal with before you even get to try anything out. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to grab all of your items off a table. Like, why can't it just be in your bank? I know. I feel like they should just take like any high level PVMers. Uh, bank copy paste it there and like work from there or something literally i can't do that i wonder if there's some like limitation i don't know or they just didn't think about it yeah they they could i mean they have made improvements so far and i feel like there's more to come hopefully but yeah there that needs to be 
way more standardized and streamlined. It's it's a, it's so annoying. Because how are people going to vote on something when they can't even like beta test it? People yeah. just, I am kind of just randomly going off of thoughts that I was thinking of, but I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to something like polling, you, you know, uh, have you seen like Mod Matt K's tweet? He like tweeted the poll results of like last year and like only four polls failed out of like every single poll and they were, most of them were PVP related. Mm. I feel like like yeah, people just vote anything in. I'm not against voting things in specifically or anything, but like I feel like the rationale for like voting behind things is why not right now for a lot of people. Like that sounds cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like the people who think that would be okay with anything coming into the game, really, or like a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough because most people, I mean, even including myself, like I'm okay with new content being released and things. And generally speaking, uh, again, generally, there definitely have been exceptions, but most of the time Jagex is aware of things that could be really broken for the game. Like, I feel like in my opinion, I haven't heard your opinion. You might disagree with me on this, but I think Ruinous Mm -hmm. Powers was really appropriate to scrap. I agree. I, I wish they kept working on it, but I didn't like it in the way it was. What do you? What are your thoughts on like the God prayer book, like the little God alignment stuff, where you can like switch it out? Obviously, they really haven't talked about what prayers would be attached to them, but at least you still have the standard prayer book alongside these uh, additions. I feel like all alignments doesn't really don't really say much at this stage. It's like cool little gimmick i guess it's flavorful you have like lore you're aligned with a god it feels more like an rpg Mm -hmm. but i I can't really say anything yet i don't know like the individual prayers that would exist and if i had to imagine since you can't really balance that kind of shit like they're gonna release that they're gonna be a bunch of god alignments and like one of them is gonna be meta and everything else is gonna be useless (laughs) yeah yeah no no. it always is and and that would be something where like it would be way easier to balance because simply there's only four prayers added to each. So all you have to do is just be uh, just the team has to be acutely aware of just like, okay, we're going to release this and we're going to keep a goddamn close eye on this for the next month or two and really listen to all feedback and try to really nail the balance of this so that they're very distinct. And like one of them could be like, and so you would actually feel the need if you're in like team raids or something to really have different people bringing different ones because it genuinely is worth it in scenarios but you're right if they were to just release and not touch it in just it would totally work out that one of them just dominates (laughs) and you'd be trolling using any other one so yeah i mean generally how it is with like gear and everything else really yeah so it's it's definitely something that they'd have to keep an eye on, but it would be much more simple because they would only be like, uh, not really like minor effects. Like there would definitely be some powerful effects, but you would have everything that you already need and want on the standard prayer book. That's essential. And then just some random additional perks, which. And it would just be a little bit of power creep, I guess, which I actually, now that you mention it, Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like just like raw power creep in that sense. I feel like Ruinous Prayers would have had a trade-off and the trade-off was just not balanced enough. Mm. I I did like the idea of higher higher reward. I feel like they've been like experimenting with that a lot but just haven't nailed it. The risk is generally not a risk uh, for most people and the reward is just generally not good enough. 
for the things that they've been trying. I think one of the things they tried with that was DT2. I love DT2 bosses, by the way. Let me mm-hmm. put that out there. I think they're really cool, especially the Awakened ones. Like Awakened yes. Leviathan and Vardorvis. Oh, well, yeah, that's a little tangent we can go on to in a minute. Awakened Leviathan and Vardorvis are probably like some of the coolest bosses they've ever added to the game. I yeah. Think. Awakened Vardorvis is genuinely just fun from the very beginning to the end, and it's short. It's just it has a, it has such a neat little flow to it, you know. Totally, I totally agree. Um, but like, why does it cost money to kill even after you have Blood Torva? Like, I want to kill this boss. So I don't have an incentive for it, man. What What are your thoughts on if they were to make it so, if you complete the Awakened, you get a guaranteed orb? That would be better than anything, I guess. That would be better than just it costing right now personally i don't really see the reason why it should cost anything to kill them after you have blood torb anyway like it's not like you're really making more gp than the average joe doing normal bosses and it's harder too so even if you were like it's justified Mm -hmm. i I don't know i just don't understand the design choice whatsoever like a boss is beautiful i just i literally just it's so funny to me how you're just gate kept get kept by the cost like the one percent of players or however many it is that would willingly do these bosses again or just get kept from them yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is interesting i mean it's i respect in one way that they're trying something new and they've decided to go down this route because the bosses are phenomenal they're very fair and they're very difficult and they're short and sweet Um, no it would be cool if it costs 1.5 mil or whatever or cost right now to attempt the boss but then it also drops a shit ton of money yeah Irish i mean high reward there you go i mean personally i think the best way to go about it would just be like well first of all i don't think 3x um the rares is appropriate i think it could even be like 5x maybe even like slightly higher yeah. just be uh, something that genuinely feels rewarding and then if you complete the awakened version you just get a guaranteed orb so that's not increasing the money because you have to spend an orb just to kill it. But if you die, then you would still lose the money. So mastering the awakened versions would be worth it because you're just getting free entries. You just repeatedly get another orb to reuse. Um, yeah. I guess that's the approach. That would that, I mean, that, that would still be odd. It would just be weird, like, always getting another orb. But, like, ultimately, like, that would be the way if if, if they are thinking of uh, making those bosses re- more repeatable. So. Yeah, that's like uh, something they can implement after the fact rather than us like talking about like hypotheticals they could have done, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, the Awakens are super fun. I was going to say something um, just in regards to like power creep and stuff. Like it, it's tough. Well, and, and what you were saying about like high risk, high reward sort of things. Mm-hmm. Like there is, in my opinion, a... Like they're like the high risk sometimes can be annoying. Like for example, just making things more difficult for like higher damage output, like something where like you're just taking nonstop chip damage or something. In my opinion, is like not a good way to go about things. Like when when things genuinely just feel annoying to use, but it's with the saying of like, oh, this is high risk, high reward. It's balanced or whatever. Like I feel like there's so much more to the conversation when things are just genuinely not enjoyable. And my fear with ruinous powers initially was like, 
them coming out with this thing where like in theory on paper and stuff it all sounds good we're like okay these protection barriers aren't 100 percent protection but you're going to be getting more damage output so it's worth it in the long run i just feel like if it if it had been released ultimately people would just be so frustrated by the annoying mechanics of taking chip damage repeatedly that jagex would just just change it at some point just be like okay like this is actually just a nuisance to use it was very wonky for sure yeah I did like some of the prayers from uh, Runus a lot, and I kind of wish they would stay. Uh, mainly Kruor's Vow I liked. Mm. I thought that was a good trade-off between prayer and HP that you could do, provided you could actually find enough things to kill. I know it was like broken in Nilo or something, but like I liked using that in Toa speedruns, mm. like solo speedruns. You could you could turn it on while you're hitting Kefri, so you can like get... Uh, while, while you're hitting the swarm, so you can like get extra vengeance on Kefri. It was really interesting, I think. Rebuke was a cool spell. It actually made vengeance like much more useful because a lot of places you don't even care about bringing it anymore. Like, why bother? You can just bring thralls, right? Yep. I, I love bring. I love uh, using your HP as a resource as well. I think it's very skill expressed. Like a bunch of mini games. Like they're, they're, I, I think calling them mini games is fair. There's a lot of mini games in the game that make PVM more interesting, like Venge, for example. Uh, all of a sudden, your HP matters more because realistically, your HP only matters if there's a DPS check and your HP only needs to be higher than one in like any piece of content. But Venge lets you actually use your HP. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, that's how I got my uh, Awaken Whisper wreck. Not that anybody cares about that one, but that was fun to, that was fun to do. Uh, you just spam a bunch of Venges and eat rests and uh, <laughs> try to fit in as many Venges as possible. And that boss hits hard. I don't know uh, if you've seen it. The, the Awakened one? Awakened Whisper, yeah. It hits yeah. like 60s. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know and that. it hits like double hit too when it does melee, so it can't kill you from... I did get melee. It was like a 51-51. <laughs> so that is brutal, yeah. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? Venge. Venging. Venging, yeah, mini games, like, yeah, I, I want more things to keep track of. I feel like that's fun. Mm. Uh, generally, it happens with bosses. I don't see it being implemented in items. Uh, like it's generally boss mechanics that are the mini game, you know. Uh, like what, for example, I can't think of anything right now but like like something cool they could do uh i don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to see hayo's uh raid proposal this is like two years ago uh not that i recall oh it is it is beautiful i'd recommend you to see that sometime um for one of his reward proposals he proposes like a armor set uh which is like normally much weaker than torva and mandos like it has no melee bonuses but it's a melee armor set and it has high accuracy mm. so normally it's worse dps but uh like it adds a cool little mini game every several attacks or something it exposes a weak point on one of the four sides of a boss for and you have to run to that side and like attack it from there and you get extra damage Interesting. But I feel like that's a so, adding like a mini game to an item 
Sorry, go ahead. So this would be just for larger NPCs? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can balance it anyway, I guess. Larger NPCs. I guess most bosses are large anyway. But sure, let's say it's for larger NPCs. I don't know if you had a specific proposal for that. No, I just um, I'm just thinking like um yeah yeah. But like it's it's a I think it's a cool way to like revit revitalize existing content. If you had something like that, all of a sudden you have an extra mini game to play. Yeah, I it, it is. I mean, there are so many things that you could do to like make bosses a little bit more complex and more like engaging and stuff. Um, ultimately, though, things do become the meta. So would would players be okay with like? You know, a certain armor set like this, where all of a sudden they're, every single boss becomes slightly more convoluted, where you have to run to a different side just to get extra DPS, and the DPS would have to be warranted. Like you'd have to, it'd have to be high enough to be worthwhile. And then at that point, would people even want to, like, would like would people be okay with that in the game? So, who's people? Like, is it just everybody? Is it high-end PVMers who want to bother with this? Uh, I guess it really is just people that want to play efficiently, which is just a lot of players nowadays. Like they want to kill bosses the efficient way, but they don't want it to be like just overly complex. Now there are definitely, I think there's more of a niche group that enjoys just go fucking crazy basically and make as many complicated things as possible. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I'm just. I guess in. I guess I have a bias. I'm just thinking to myself right now. Um, if I now had to like, if if I was getting a legitimate like five percent DPS buff or something to run around a boss and hit on certain like spots repeatedly, and this is just happening throughout mm-hmm. all the game now with a certain armor, I feel like I'd get almost kind of annoyed because I'd feel like I, mean, I, I need to. I can feel to. that. Like, I can get that. And that's why, like, it's not, like, you don't immediately add that stuff, right? You, like, beta it, I think. Mm-hmm. You want to beta it, see how people feel about it, and then ultimately your choice, whether you think it's going to be balanced for the game or not or something. Yeah, for sure. Betas would be very important, very vital for that. I, yeah, I just wish they would try, like, more minigame kind of novelty kind of items like that. Or, like, prayers in that case. Yeah, I loved Rebuke. I loved Crewers Vow. There was one more. Gambit was kind of cool, I think, because... Yeah, even though like there's that subgroup that you said, I wonder how much I genuinely wonder how much of the player base cares like so much that they would vote no to something like that just because they don't want to bother. Um because like for for prayer fucking, for example, for Gambit, I wonder how many people would vote no. Gambit isn't that impactful, I think. It Ex- was Explain what, what Gambit here. was exactly. Gambit was an overhead. So it's mutually exclusive from protection prayers um, that added 8% accuracy to your hit. Mm. So you would essentially be flicking it in between protection prayers at like any given content. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to do things like hyper efficiently, you would always have to flick Gambit. Yep. I mean, it wasn't but crazy like, enough to be like you, you're trolling if you're not. I mean, you technically yeah. would be if in like speedrun scenarios, but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm actually more for that um, in a way. Like one of my proposals, if if we weren't to do the God vows and it was just like add some additional prayers to a standard prayer book because we do have six additional slots we could fit them in. 
Like one of the things I really wanted was like a judgment prayer, which was simply sort of like a piety. But it's just oh, that act- from Tob initially. It was, but it, that was the original proposal from Tob. But it was supposed to be an overhead. Like it was something uh. where you couldn't use protections while you're using it. But my proposal would be, it's not an overhead. It's just similar to a piety, and it, it would be pure accuracy based. And then there would also be like, um, what what did I call it? Like a um, bulwark prayer or something, or like def- it's some some sort of defense prayer. I can't remember what I called it, but um. It was basically just a piety sort of prayer that's pure defense, but like absurd defense, maybe like, you know, Mm. 60% defense. And so instead of, you know, so you would have the option almost to do like armor switches, you know, when you want to like, you know, Mm. kind of like take less damage, but you could also just flick this other prayer as well. So you could just, it would just be a little bit more like chill and it wouldn't really do both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could take it really far if you wanted to. But uh, ultimately, like, nothing is game-breaking, but it's just slight little advantages that you could use. And I feel so like it's a sweet spot. Yeah, and it, and it feels good. Like, it feels like something... Like, one of the one of my favorite little portions of a boss fight is the Muspa fight when it switches to Smite phase. I just think I, yeah. that's just so... It's just so enjoyable. It's so chill. It's so easy, but there's timing to it, and it's just a little bit of prayer flicking. Mm-hmm. It's just nice, so... It's like a comfortable level of difficulty. Is that exactly. Right? And it's just, it's the rhythm that you're in. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. Different people enjoy different things too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't like, I appreciate that people have different play styles and stuff, but sometimes I just feel like, I feel like, um, the hard things don't get added to the game because people want to be efficient, but don't want to sweat. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. Yep. Like you said earlier. Um, like I, f- I feel like like it's optional. You're not you're not entitled to being efficient. Yeah. You don't have to be like a hundred percent efficient. I feel like there should be more trade off. Like, if I want to really sweat, then I should be rewarded a little more. Not like too much. Not like mm-hmm. give me all the GP in the world kind of shit and stuff. But like, yeah, I I, I agree with that. Worth it. I agree with that. Where there's just minor things that you can do to choose to be a little bit more sweaty. I think that is. Yeah the way to go about it all right there is a reddit post here that was uploaded like <laughs> almost three weeks ago and uh mm-hmm. it was basically you saying well for for those on spotify listening without the graphic i'll just say um <clears throat> there's a reddit post of you saying i'm collecting snowy knights i will pay 12k each of to uh, 12k each if you sell them to me in bulk a thousand more at a time i won't buy any quantity lower than that and then you basically explain how to catch these snowy knights. And then there's an edit that's saying, just woke up to getting spam traded in like 50 DMs. You guys are, you guys absolutely smashed it. So apparently you got a ton of different sellers and yep. uh, you are now not buying them anymore. But it looks like you caught, or it looks like you have now 101,000 snowy knights banked. Yeah, I think I'm at 120 roughly right now. So what what is this whole thing? Explain it why uh because i can um i I was slow buying those i just thought i would want to i wanted to like collect an item Mm. uh and i was like what better than butterfly because you know butterfly (laughs) and i chose one of the butterflies and that was like the prettiest one that can't be the reason right what, 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 it what really the is actual, the reason. What, what, is there not an additional reason to this? People have been theorizing <laughs> that it's going to have some. 
Uh, you guys give me too much credit. No, it's literally <laughs> just <laughs> I literally just collecting them. It was funny to see Reddit like theorize them. So really, there's no other agenda on this. I promise there's no other agenda. Although after the fact, people mentioned that like Varlamar release is going to happen and Hunter mm-hmm. Guild, but I think I hella overpaid anyway. So like, there's no <laughs> way those butterflies are going to go to 12k each. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wasn't expecting it to be a merching opportunity. I guess in my head, uh-huh. somebody in my chat was saying that there's a chance. It's not guaranteed or anything, but there's a chance that that's going to make the some sort of healing potion or something like that. I to be fair, I'm not really fully in the loop with all the stuff that's coming out to Varlamore and the Hunter Guild, but there's like some sort of effect that's going to be an AOE sort of heal effect and snowy nights might have might play a part in that or something like that i wasn't fully aware uh yeah i think what i heard was they're gonna buff butterfly effects right now you can only use they're single use and you can only use them on one person and they literally need to be in multi and on your friends list like it's such an old ancient item Mm. uh they're supposed to be changing it if i recall so that a it doesn't have those awkward restrictions and B, I think either they're making it multi-use or they're making it so that it's an AOE effect up to three people at a time. So like, I think it's just shy of a brew, actually, in terms of healing, if they go through with that. Would it cost like, any it ticks to? to heal? Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember. I don't know if it actually adds on to your attack cooldown. I want to say no, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. If it is no, that would actually kind of be a good item. Yeah, that sounds insane for some scenarios. Like, I'm just thinking eight-man Toa, just having one dude just repeatedly heal you guys. Yeah, then again, you don't really need healing a lot of um, Toa anyway. Wouldn't you just venge at Kefri, though? I'm just thinking, or is that just like a one-off sort of thing? Like, I'm just thinking if you could, like, spam heal everybody back to full. And yeah, you double venge, but you don't really need the HP after that. It's like mm, you you um, rely on Blood Fury heals. I see. Unfortunately, venge isn't that impactful of a spell in the first place. Like, especially with eight people, you need to hit a lot of venges for it to be for it to actually save ticks rather than have a chance to save ticks. Mm. Math of that is kind of weird, but yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. I was I definitely had somebody in my chat that's really <laughs> just he's he had been catching snowy nights for the past like three weeks or something like that and just talking about what is he planning? It. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's hear about your I guess disappointments in TOA invocations and oh, uh, I guess we already talked about the Desert Treasure Two orb costs and stuff, but um Maybe yeah. the Coliseum rewards as well. I wanted to keep this positive, but if you're asking me to complain, I will definitely take yes, that chance. Well, of course, we need to hear it. <laughs> we need to hear it. All right. Toa was probably my biggest disappointment in the game ever. Um, I know a lot of people enjoyed it for its accessibility, but like when I first saw what they were doing with Toa, I was like hell excited. I'm big into like the atmosphere and lore of the game too. So when I saw that, I was like, yes, we're going to have a team raid that we can do and get better at together. And like, I just went back to the days that I learned Tob. I'm like, it's going to be like this. I'm going to have the experience of learning something new again. And it's going to be so much fun with all the boys. And then like for the first two weeks, it was like that. Like we're learning a bunch. 
We were not really getting purples, but that's just average. Uh, but then, like, literally two weeks elapsed, and, like, everything was already figured out. And it just turns out that Solo's the meta. It's like, well, fuck, I guess all of my friends are quitting. Like, this was the one thing we were waiting, like, for. There was no content coming out for a while, like, no PVM content, and that's what we were all really into. And then when Toa came out, it's like, fuck, man. I, all my friends quit after that, pretty much. Like, I had to pretty much find new friends. Um, so what was it exactly about TOA that was so disappointing? Was it just the fact that things were solved quickly? Or was, was it the content itself that made it so it was solved so quickly? I can't be upset about things being solved quickly because nothing really lasts in this game. Well, I guess except Solo Next somehow. But um, yeah, everything is generally solved in like a week. Um, but what was upsetting about it was just how simple it was like we overhyped it a lot and then the invocations ended up being what we were fearing which was they don't really add on to the raid it's just a bunch of restrictions or literally just add more damage to things and the raid is fundamentally like very similar in a 150 and a 500 it's just you're not allowed to fuck up as much that's it and like perfection is definitely an avenue for skill expression but it's also, in my opinion, like the most boring one. Like, sure, do a kill for 50 minutes, I guess. Or however long a 500 takes these days, I guess. Back then it was harder, too. Like, they did two patches to Toa. To make uh, 500s much easier. But, yeah. What, the, what, the, are, you, what are your um, thought? Like, what is the best invocation they did? And what are, like, the worst invocations? And what do you think they should have done more of? in regards to invocations feeling special is a good one because it can literally speed up the rate if you can handle the speed of like the memory attack and stuff like i like that trade-off there mm -hmm. the, the ah so many complaints okay one big thing i think they tried the high risk high reward there again but like the focus was high on accessibility so like i feel like that was more of an afterthought i'm completely making guesses here but um the risk is in the raid itself and wiping it and the reward is in higher purple chance but people don't really like just having high no don't get me wrong like higher purple chance is cool and all but like it's not immediate gratification you don't immediately see yourself hitting bigger numbers like it just doesn't feel as cool like you might get a purple now the reward is delayed and it doesn't it doesn't feel good to play, I feel like. Mm. As opposed to something like, I feel like the good things they did in Toa, like Liquid Adrenaline's a great ad addition. It makes you feel so powerful, especially like when you're hitting like EDSs on the core. Like like the, I remember the first time you were doing that, like holy shit, I, I've never hit these big numbers like back to back to back. <laughs> like it's a big dopamine hit, you know? Yep, yep. Liquid Adrenaline was a great addition. I feel like Liquid Adrenaline would have been an invo, actually. But like... Stuff like that. Uh, this is this is a brief tangent, just to but just to kind of interrupt. Um, what are your actual thoughts on like liquid adrenaline or some sort of adrenaline pot in the main game? Mm. And it doesn't need to be an adrenaline pot as works in the TOA. I I, I was talking to Travis Forty Two um, a few weeks back, and we were thinking of like a spec pot that 
each dose just replenishes 25% of your spec, but it's an expensive potion that, you know, wouldn't My be used everywhere. My thoughts are, why? Why would you add something like that to the game? What does it add? Fun. Dopamine. <laughs> I guess. Is it any different than making your Tebow hit like 10 bigger numbers? Like, I feel like it doesn't change the way you play the game fundamentally besides adding things to your inventory and changing your gear setup slightly. That's kind of what I was trying to talk about when I was saying metagaming. Mm. I feel like a lot of upgrades you get don't really change the way you play the game. It's just, great, now can I fit in this ring anywhere? Yep. Okay, can I fit it in? Is it better? Let me do all the DPS calcs. Okay, it's like 0.2% better. Great. Um, I'm just going to keep doing top the exact same way I did or whatever, or Toa. Uh, if it's not going to add anything to my gameplay experience besides just increase a couple of numbers, I don't want it anymore personally. Mm. I think there's too much of that already. That's what I was kind of trying to um, hint to when I was saying like people generally approach things with like, why not? Because when I think about it, really, why not? Sure, add like liquid or general and everybody's going to have it, right? Everybody's going to be in an equal playing field. We'll, um, we'll probably break some records uh, because that's going to be really OP and you'll want to bring it every single place you possibly can. But then once that's settled, it's like, it's the same gameplay experience. You're still using your DDS specs or your ZCB specs everywhere you already would. Yeah, I I'd think... much rather have items that are interesting to play with. In my opinion, so, and again, I'm not necessarily advocating for these sort of rejuvenation mm-hmm. pots that would restore your spec, but um, assuming that, let's just say, like, in, in my idea, the potion basically would be a very expensive potion with expensive ingredients that you know maybe costs around 100k maybe 150k or something per pot and each pot acts like a normal potion where you can only sip a sip every three ticks and it Mm -hmm. heals 25 percent of your spec and you can just bring as many as you want technically but ultimately it would not be made for money making like you would be just drinking liquid gold basically because they'd be expensive and in a lot of places where speedrunning is like a big thing like inferno or cms like there's just there wouldn't be enough space to bring these things it wouldn't like maybe you could fit a couple just you know for some sort of effect which would spice up the meta in my opinion but ultimately you just need this you need space for other supplies and gear so so like the meta game kind of figure out where you can fit it in exactly so there would be some fitting it in um, it would never be just for casual use. It would seriously be for just like speed running and other sort of avenues of stuff where you just can fit a lot of these potions in. But personally, yeah. I think it would be kind of, I think it would actually be kind of addicting to uh, use because it is something where like special attacking is in really enjoyable and fun. Yeah, totally. And uh, I just think, and, you know, if it was an expensive pot, I mean, this could be, you know, some sort of, other avenue for skillers who knows maybe the ingredients are rare but you have to get from varlamore or some other random shit that's like you know kind of I guess so. improves the economy or improves the uh the, the kind of well i guess economy might be the right word i, I don't know but just getting skillers involved and in, as well like having them have like a nice money maker potentially but that's not really the main point of it if it was added to the game i wouldn't complain about it but if it was pulled i'd vote no mm. 
just because I'm, like I said, my, my approach to pull is I want something to add to my gameplay experience rather than saying why not. Yeah. And I don't think that adds to That's my fair. gameplay experience. That's fair. And there's probably a variety of downsides to something like this that I haven't heard arguments for because I'm bringing up stuff and I, I want to hear counter arguments. I'm not saying bring this out into the game. Right. Uh, but I do think that it could be fun and it could be like kind of exciting for certain pieces of content. Well, I guess counter argument, uh, since you're metagaming and trying to fit it in, you're probably decreasing your odds that you're going to survive somewhere. I don't know where specifically, but like speedruns are already living on a prayer mm-hmm. in a lot of places. Like, have you seen any Inferno speedruns, bro? They do not complete they have, a run. Yeah, they have to chance themselves repeatedly. Chance yourself for like 40 minutes. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, ridiculous. It, it it does get pretty crazy, but that and that's also just the uh, that's RuneScape as well in a nutshell. Is just yep. there's you get to a point where like if you want to beat a record, you got to start chancing yourself. You got to start like taking these cr- stupid risks. Yeah, all speedrunning boils down to that in the end. It's fun until you get to the end, and when you get to the end, <laughs> it's suffering. Yeah, literally, just praying for good RNG. Yeah. All so, players really love putting themselves through suffering and yeah. RNG one way or not. No matter what stage of the game you're in, if you're a masochists. noob, you're grinding for drops. If you're an endgame player, you're grinding for speedrun RNG. Literally. It's all the same. So let, let's go. Let's take a, a detour back to uh, Toa. And what, so what, mm-hmm. in your opinion, would have made Toa better? Are there like specific examples of things that could have improved Okay, it? great. You know what? I'm going to pull up my pace bin of a bunch of invos and reworks I was thinking of because I've thought about this a long time. Let's see it. I Would you mind if I bin. pulled it up as well? Sure I'll, sure, I'll send it to you. Okay. I have to find my own pace bin website, though. We're not in any rush, yeah? Yeah, no, we're good. We're chilling. Okay. Because okay. I know when I've... I've talked to no monkey and I remember like him really wanting, like he doesn't think insanity is insane enough. He w- it would like yeah, some crazier shit happening. Oh yeah. We, we share a lot of similar opinions with him. I think most things we just like kind of got from each other as well. Uh, here's one. This is my warden's rework idea. Uh, not as long as I thought it would be. I have a bunch of other PVM ideas too, actually, here, apparently. Could send them to you as well. You don't have to read them here, but. Uh, had a high level item idea. I had a hard mode next idea. So let's focus oh, on Toa, I guess, for now. Right. Okay. I just send those yeah, to just, you as well. Okay, yeah, I'd do that. I, wait, I feel like I've seen this. Did you link this to me at some point? I might have. Why is this? Re- it's, it's very familiar. Okay, so what are like, because uh, this is definitely kind of long, but um, what are some of the ones that you are definitely most for? Okay, so insanity. Okay. Well, let's start off with that one. Insanity is not insane. It should be insane, though. Insanity should have been all four phantoms out from the very beginning on the final phase. Like, you have to off-take flick them and move a lot more. And, yeah, actually, you know what? That's that's already enough. All four phantoms out is already hard enough. And then 
the floor attack on its own isn't very interesting. I think an easy way to make things hard in Toa or anywhere else is simply to just barrage somebody with like um with mechanics. Uh, in in Toa, the, the biggest thing I hate about like Toa difficulty is that whenever there's a single mechanic coming out, everything else stops. There's never multiple things coming at you at the same time. It's always like just one thing. Mm. For example, when you pop out the core, right? I get I get that it makes sense like flavor wise. I guess like the warden's heart is out, so everything stops. But when you pop out the core, you're literally AFKing. They're hitting the core. Like I I feel like that should not be a thing. It's just so boring. You're standing there for like forty ticks or something. <laughs> like true. why? Yeah, this is not insanity. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What should have kept happening is like, uh, yeah, yeah, so insanity. Um, all four phantoms out. On P2, I think both of the wardens should have hit you. Like, the warden should have actually been a duo boss. They said it would be a duo boss, but it's just Dusk and Dawn again. It's not really a duo boss. Heck, it's even worse than that because they never both attack you at the same time. They never have, like, two mechanics you have to deal with at the same time. It's just, like, one attacks and then he sleeps and then the other attacks. I feel like they might have went through that in uh, when they were first designing the bosses and then scrapped it later. Mm. I don't know. Um, I feel like uh, I'm going to be really harsh saying this probably, but I feel like the warden's boss fight, I'm not, I'm ignoring the rooms for now. The warden's boss fight feels like it's an unfinished concept. Like they just had time constraint and they should just had to release whatever they had in their hand. Really? Just, just think about it for a sec. P1 skulls, like. There, there's a d- huge DPS check. P1 doesn't really feel like a phase to me. It just feels like you're 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 clicking the boss. There's not really much you can do. You can send like two specs on it, I guess. And then you're dodging the UFOs, which is just step between two tiles. That's a really reoccurring theme throughout the entire fight. Step between two tiles, like P1, P2, P3. Only P4 do you actually have to move a lot more. Um, there are skulls coming out and you have to tank a side for some reason. Like, um, I don't know. It feels like you should have just been able to choose a side differently. Skulls, just tanking a couple of skulls and then ignoring the mechanic for the rest of the kill feels so off to me. So there's no reason you would tank like multiple skulls, right? you like, you tank four, you choose a side and then you stop. Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, like insanity, well, 
you would almost want it to be like maybe insanity and then like insanity quantum, like some like crazy shit and, and just continually sort of increase into a certain point. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't hit that mark basically. No, definitely not. I feel like a lot of the invos could have been much harder. Like there's a lot of free invos. I, I get that maybe some invos should be easier than others, but I feel like the scaling should have been done much different. A 600 Toa sounds like a lot but there's not many mechanics added on to it yeah it like, really is just a, a just be be perfect sort of like don't don't fuck up be perfect of. a lot of mechanics are non-consequential is what i'm trying to say okay for example upset stomach let's go off a random one upset stomach is just pop a jug but i don't know like why would you even screw up if upset stomach was off i guess you just hit the jug too late if you're consistently hitting the jug too late, then you, I guess you need upset stomach off. But at that point, I feel like you should just not be able to clear the mechanic at all. <laughs> like, why Why does it give you that leniency in the first place? Um, yeah, some invos I also detailed in that pace bin were like, I feel like P1 should have felt like more of a phase because there's very little going on in the phase. So like, all the phantoms coming back would be really cool, like a Bears Brothers style. You know how, like, whenever they drain prayer, you can see, like, a visage of them mm -hmm. on the screen? Like, imagine that happens, but, like, any of the four bosses that you killed, or, like, in the same order or something. So, order... You know how they were talking about, like, order mattering when they were first made Toa? Mm -hmm. I feel like that order mattering doesn't really matter anymore because... Yeah, order does matter, but there's, like, one meta. You'll do Baba Kefri Aka Zebak, generally, or Zebak Aka. Yep. You never want to do Aka first or second. It's just trolling because salts are way too good for that room. It's like hard to predict that kind of stuff. I don't blame them entirely for that. Like I think it was very ambitious to do something like that. But yeah, I feel like invos should have been way more impactful. Way more impactful invos, maybe fewer invos even. Like every invo should feel like you're actually upping the raid level. And then every invo should have a much higher point value associated with it to balance that out. Like, if you're doing a 150, it should feel different from a zero rate level, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, I mean, I'm just trying to think from Jagex's end. I mean, it's really tough to yeah. add so many things. And then you have to remember that there is a solo up to an eight-man variation of all this. So it's like, I can, I mean, I'm just imagining, because I did vast majority solos of TOA. Like, it's it would be yeah. easy for me to think of certain things they could do to make wardens more difficult and crazy. But ultimately I think in their end, they're just trying to imagine like how painful this could potentially be with like eight people and stuff, which I mean, ultimately there is no real cap of difficulty. They could have just made it like absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just, it's hard to gauge, I think. And I, and I do kind of agree with you. And I, I think one of their biggest, uh, um, sort of desires was to make this accessible and to make it kind of like open to everybody and just making it ridiculously difficult at some point may have just not been their ultimate goal yeah i feel like that 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 just trumped every other uh every other goal and they probably just forgot about it and honestly they didn't care too much about it what what do you i mean so i guess this is kind of branching off at this point like what what are your desires for coliseum like because 
Coliseum's going going to be endless. Is what they it sounds like is what their plan is. So when I first heard that they were going to try something like in RS3 with the streaking system, I was excited. I actually played a little bit of RS3, uh, like when I went on a hiatus from OSRS. There was the whole uh, Leviathan drama. I don't know if you heard about it or if you were there at the time. Mm. They removed plugins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can get into that. that in a bit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, when I first heard about it, I was excited with the enrage, the streaking. Mm-hmm. because i was like damn are we finally going to get an incentive like to do something a monetary incentive and gp matters like even if you have enough gp the thing about a gp incentive for something like that is it's a continuous reward it's not like a one-time reward like blood torva it's like you can feel good for keeping up something like your streak because because like it's it's continuous like you you see the money that you're going to get if you keep it up and the highest high reward feels more impactful. Like imagine you see like a Tebow in that chest and it's like, holy shit, I'm risking a Tebow right now. But if I do, then I might get like a much higher chance. Maybe I'll get like two Tebows or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of idea. I was excited initially. And then <laughs> they proposed the rewards and that excitement kind of went down the drain. Yeah, there doesn't, I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprised how little they're, really offering like there's nothing like i feel like this would be a place i mean don't get me wrong the quiver is insane is an insane upgrade but there's nothing that shouts like super excitement of something like you need this um, i feel i swear it feels like they got the mid-level dungeon rewards and the coliseum rewards like swapped accidentally yeah uh so what do you like think the rewards will be because one of my fears is they're just gonna start like shitting out just alcables just and I don't think yeah. that would be the way to go about it. It really should be based on uniques. I agree. I I don't really care about the normal rewards personally. I yeah, I think they'll be like insignificant for the most part. I hope so anyway. Now, did they patch the bladed moon or not patch? Did they remove that? Did they scrap it? I think they I think they said they nerfed it. I don't remember exactly. Okay. It was going to be like it was going to make Fang really strong or something. Yeah, I heard um, it was going to make DDS pretty good as well. Oh, yeah. Something I like think that. they strapped that. Okay. Yeah, Coliseum rewards are not exciting. Besides the Quiver, I believe I haven't done calcs since they redid the Glaive, like buffed it slightly, but I don't think that actually does anything for it. Mm. So there's the Quiver, which is good, obviously. I don't need to really go into that. Uh, it's going to be the Infernal Cave equivalent for range, essentially. There is the Glaive, which somehow ends up being useless because the only bosses that it would be good at have stat drain immunity. <laughs> um, fire runes are like, when is the last time you've used a fire rune? Sunfire runes. It's supposed to buff fire spells. Like It's a ice demon only spell, I guess. Yeah, I think in their head, they're... Uh hopefully they're seeing the kind of the long game because it sounds like with project rebalance they are trying to give things elemental weaknesses and stuff which we'll see how that works out i don't know i hope so i feel like the rationale might have been because it's really looking like it to me the rationale might have been like okay this is supposed to be accessible content as well that also scales up kind of a toa too which is getting me really worried in the same way Mm. 
you know how they said like waves one to four is supposed to be for fire capers four to eight is supposed to be like people who can't get in front of the cape and then eight to twelve is supposed to be hard right mm-hmm. so if they're making something for everybody then most of the rewards are also supposed to be for everybody which means they're bad like the prayer armor feels sure lore wise it feels like sure it fits but like when are you using prayer armor it's like not a very exciting reward to me they have very few rewards in the first place the sunfire runes might actually just be for mid-level players because i guess they use fire surge before they can get a trident i don't know what what exactly was the glory system going to do exactly is it was it purely a flex or did i i for some reason i remember it having like some effect in varlamore like the citizens respect you or some shit they did mention that they never went into detail and yeah it's supposed to be purely a flex in, inside a coliseum i believe they said like you need to get to a certain glory threshold to get the cape but everything after that is just the high score essentially which is like cool i guess but i don't know why we need this because we had speed running already and times are high scores i mean it's nice but i would like a monetary award already please Maybe GP? Do you think... GP is cool. Yeah, no, and I, I actually do think that the GP incentive will be actually quite high. I wouldn't be surprised if... Really? I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Coliseum becomes the best moneymaker in the game. What, what do you think is going to be worth that much? Just they're, ju- they're literally just going to throw insane amounts of loot on there. Like, I just know it. That's what Jagex does. Yeah, alcohols, seeds, herbs, random... Mm-hmm. Drag, it's probably be better dragon than next, arrows. which is like twenty mil an hour. You think? Um, I think so. If if you're the best, like if you're really good at it, and you're going to make it far, and you're going to keep risking stuff, I think it's going to be like. What would you put it at? Just like a guess. My guess would maybe be like thirty mil an hour if you're like on the best tier. The the and again, it could be it could have been a lot more if they had like valuable uniques, but yeah. I think just loot wise, it's going to be disgusting. 30 mil an hour is good and probably arguable. Um, I feel like Next just set a horrible baseline because it's like... I want to say it's an easy boss to do in teams. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, it is. You just, Next it's, is it, an easy boss. Yeah. You can AFK range it and you can make a good chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe not 20 mil an hour, but like a good bit. Maybe 15. I don't know. So like anything that you're doing for money is competing with that so if you compare 30 mil an hour that's like double which is good but also i could just turn my brain off and like afk next which is an option i'm just trying to say i I I feel like the gap should be like there should be a big gap and the thing is next i mean next has something going for it it has best in slot armor that's really yeah. really sought after coliseum's not having that which we both agree exactly. it was is just kind of a disappointment um yeah, which which is which is why i'm really thinking like maybe it won't be worth that much gp after all but who knows maybe they do add alcohols and stuff like you said yeah i just think they will most definitely especially on release they might nerf it eventually but like mm. my personal because usually when new content releases, I get really anxious about it, and I kind of want things to be solved before I start jumping in. Um, fair, fair. But this time around, I really want to like enter Coliseum and try to get good immediately because I do think initially it's going to be loot-wise, it's going to be pretty busted. It's going to be disgusting just to get people involved, and then they're going to make some nerfs probably to the loot table because it's 
if you're good at it, I'm a, I'm assuming there's going to be some crazy scaling where you're just <laughs> like every wave you're just making an additional like five mil of loot or some shit. Like who knows? I hope it's good. Um, the rewards are only the only thing I'm really worried about. I I actually have faith in Jagus to make something hard with Colosseum. Surprising of me to say because I don't say that very often, but no, it'll it'll um, be it. I mean, and it's endless. So I mean, you just you just keep making, you just keep stacking on more and more shit that just becomes yeah, I do like unbearable. Wonder how they're gonna make that scale? Who who do you think? Like, okay, so do you think glory? Like, do you think this is going to be the ultimate flex minigame? Like something where like whoever's whoever has the highest glory here really is like one of the best players or is this not mm. or do you think it's not really going to be the determining factor early to say but nah because they said like they said like uh avoiding mistakes is also going to earn you glory right mm. the thing is i don't really trust them completely with counting mistakes unless it's like completely avoidable damage or something because you know, metas evolve in ways that you can't guess. Yeah. So, like, maybe something that would be counted as a mistake, you would avenge or deliberately tank instead, for example, like a hit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that might be worth less glory overall, but it's, like, a faster time and people care about different things. Mm. Good point. So, I feel like glory is probably going to be a flex, but, like, among the... Again, this is very elitist of me to say, I guess, but, like... Top tier players probably won't care about it. I'm just gonna go ahead and make a wild guess. It'll be like getting like uh, getting your uh, ranged cape quiver mm-hmm. will probably be like getting your infernal cape. Like it's it's a flex if you're doing it for the first time. But like once you have one, it's like these days everybody has an infernal cape, right? More or less. Would you want so them to make it so there's like cosmetics for hot, super 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 high completions? Something like pimp out your quiver and pimp out your other stuff. That sounds nice. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, do like a fucking, I don't know, like five rerun. I don't know how hard it's going to be. So like. Ooh, actually, I'm thinking, because definitely there's going to be a pet from this. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what if there was a super, super high glory count Ooh. you need to get to get a transmog for it? Ooh, now you're cooking. Yeah, that would, that. that would probably be the way. I love that. That's a great idea. What do you, are are you a pet hunter by any chance? Like, do you care? Mm, I don't have the. I don't have the like determination to pet hunt. I see. I can't like just go and do a boss if it's if it's boring. I'm not gonna do it for more than like ten minutes probably. Mm. <laughs> so, but I do like respect pet hunters. I think it's cool. Okay. How many pets did you have? Oh, I have 32 pets, but I have um, I have like 60 when you count all the duplicates I have. I have just a stupid amount of duplicates. Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, nine, the of, Man Life, I guess. nine of the duplicates are Seracnus pets, so that's one thing. <laughs> but like, I, I have two Bloodhounds, three Corp pets, four Nightmares, mm-hmm. like just a bunch of random. My Seracnus, is it like, is it because it's a good source of eggs? No, it's it's. I mean, I have way too many eggs. I think I have like a hundred and sixty thousand or something like that. Something ridiculous. But um, I need I need clue scrolls. Ah, that's that's okay. the efficient way for our Iron Man to get clues. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, let's talk about. Uh, I guess I mean we kind of touched on this the polling system. Yeah. But what are your 
thoughts on like everything kind of passing you brought up mod mac k bringing up the results of like only four things had failed yeah so yeah i wish people would approach with a why mentality rather than why not and i think it's okay to vote selfishly as well like if there's something that you think you might not enjoy i think it's okay to vote no to it that's the kind of supposed to be the point of the poll right mm -hmm. you're not voting for other players you're not voting like so they can enjoy the content and you're not gatekeeping them that's for sure it's just there so you can like vote based on your interests and then if it comes into the game that's why i'm thinking like that's why i'm thinking people probably just don't mind whatever comes into the game generally speaking they just have faith and they'll play whatever which is why like i don't yeah i don't really have complaints with what's actually coming into the game my only complaint is that i'm not getting any content <laughs> yeah i mean we i feel like there is i mean you are just on that super super niche like area where i mean you're just among a handful of players that really crave just crazy content i mean and and like you said like awaken didn't scratch that well it scratched the itch but you, it's not replayable really unless you just have bills to spend just yeah. for fun and that's not such a kind of want to make money um but i don't know i th and again coliseum is not going to be giving those rewards that are like uh I feel like at that level of content, yeah. but at least I think that uh, the GP per hour will be quite high. That, that's my personal opinion. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I hope, I hope you're right. But what do you think about like, so, you know, they're, they're sailing coming out probably. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining 2025 tomorrow. There's the winter summit. So I'm excited to see what they're planning on. 2025. Um, but that I'd imagine sailing doesn't come out till 2025 at some point. Do you think that they're going to be adding like some sailing raids or anything? Do you have, are, are you excited for sailing in any way? Nah, I don't really <laughs> enjoy scaling. It's, it's a means to an end. To yeah. Me. Okay. I haven't really heard of people that, uh, I mean, I guess they exist since sailing past, but like the people I hang out with don't enjoy scaling generally either. It's mm. just, they do it so they can max and they don't touch the skill again. Mm. Have you done Sepulcher? I love Sepulcher. Yeah. Would Sepulcher's you... good. Sepulcher's only like one of the few examples of something that's actually good. I, I just remembered agree. one of the casts that you did when you mentioned that. Remember you were talking with somebody and you were like, I wish there was like a floor six and infinite floor yes. six or something. Yes. Is that no. what you were saying? Yeah, no, I've been I've been wanting them to really explore movement based mini games more. Post set PB. What's your yeah. set PB? Like five nineteen, I think. Five nineteen? Yeah. God damn, that's pretty solid. Let me see actually. That's Oops. like five twenty four. What's your floor five? Uh yeah. No no no, sorry, not five nineteen, five twenty three. 523. Here's a 524. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Let me yeah, post just to make sure. Yeah. PBHS. It is 524. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I beat you by a tick then. 523.4. God damn. I got to go back there now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, but I mean, you know, not to flex even further, but this was just mm -hmm. over the course of one evening because ultimately I'm yeah. not just running PBs. I, I feel obligated to loot. So. Yeah, no. Gotcha. Just just one of the evenings, I was like, you know what? I'm really just gonna reset, reset, reset until I can get a nice. Mm -hmm. uh... The the thing is, is like, I mean, you do need a 
you need a perfect layout to really compete. And um, yep, if you're resetting floor one, it's one and six thirty-two, I think. Yeah, yeah, one thirty-two to get the perfect layout. Uh, yeah, because it's two or that's well after after you get the perfect floor one, you're saying because it's four times four times two it's times four two. times four times two. And then after you get the floor one, yeah. Yeah, after you get the floor one, yeah, you're right. Okay. So it is rare, and um, I mean, ultimately, I could just loot when I don't get the proper floors and stuff. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those players as well that's going to reset floor ones. I mean, I could, but it's very RNG heavy. It is. It really is. And then there's also like one of the most annoying things, in my personal opinion. Technically, it's not RNG because you could actually just be patient and lose ticks and wait for like yellows. But one of my least favorite things about sepulcher is the fact that you could be underneath a yellow and you just will get teleported back without no <laughs> without being notified basically like it's just like there's no way to avoid it now there is a way to avoid it technically you could anticipate the timing of when these yellows are going to start portaling again but like ultimately yeah. like nobody wants to do that so i i personally wish that things wouldn't teleport you forward or backward until one tick after they've appeared Hmm. That would change things slightly. It, it might actually like make something slower too, if it also applies for blue. Yeah. No, it would apply for blues, but but you'd have an additional tick as well afterwards, so you have more time to actually analyze the floor. Right. Um. That's personally what I would like. Also, I just think uh, one of the most annoying things about Sepulcher is just and and this is because I loot. I just feel like the the looting. And the grappling over things and the tell like every like there's things with too there's too many ticks just with the animations of getting over to something and looting something like I just wish it was more rapid just wish you could just like move faster like mm, yeah just, just yeah, give the me, looting is kind of yeah it just it slows simple. things down it's like a thieving room it's like mini thieving rooms it's like oh God, <laughs> like just lost the flow yeah, but the thieving like the thieving itself takes like what like seven ticks yeah it's just like you're just sitting there and uh then there's obviously like with the grapples there's this weird like move one tile adjacent yeah, to it which weird. is it's just like can you fix this please this is not fun <laughs> but no i mean seriously in the future like they there is so much potential for sort of like what you're saying like a, a permanent sort of floor six it isn't it doesn't have any it doesn't have to have anything to do with sepulcher but like mm -hmm. one of my proposals was like a like a um sort of like a cave of wonders from the classic aladdin cartoon and like you go down there and the entire objective is to run through it grab the lamp at the end of the thing and then escape with it without you know getting hit and then the uh, lamp is ultimately Barrow's rise of the six what yeah. sorry barrow's rise of the six is how that works i think oh That's really yeah i think no one mentioned that in podcast too whole idea is like you after you loot you have to get out yeah yeah, yeah. like that kind of stuff yeah so so something like that. And then, you know, if you have enough time to spare, there's urns that you can loot and it's actually worth your time to loot these urns because it's genuinely going to give you like good rewards. Mm -hmm. um, just things like that. I And, you know, even like some sort of endless floor six where not like endless, but it's like a repeatable thing that but there's really no breaks. You just keep going and you try to just see how far you can get. And it's just, it sounds really enjoyable to me. So, Yeah. It does sound like a lot of fun. I love Sepulchre. I wish movement was more of a theme in especially in bossing. Like I love PBM and mm. especially with next like 
I, I want more bosses that force you to move around. Yeah, That'd yeah. Cool, yeah. I think it's it's true. Next is a good example of it. Um, so, okay, so let me just ask. This is just based on some of your notes. Like, what what kind of PVM is your favorite, and what do you, I guess, appreciate about OSRS in general? Uh, so I really appreciate the friends I've made here. Like, I didn't think I could network that this much with people over a game. It's crazy. Some people are like, some people are just too kind. Um, the game itself, uh, there was a lot of novelty getting into PBM for the first time. Uh, the progression in this game is just like beautiful. Like it, it, it makes you feel really good. Progression feels like real progress, you know? It's not just like idle cookie clicker kind of stuff or like Clash of Clans like waiting or kind of stuff. It's like everything you do, you feel like you've earned. Your achievements genuinely feel earned at any stage of the game. Mm-hmm. I love that about the game. Uh, what else did you say? What kind of... Well, well, here, let me actually just ask, what's your favorite PVM content? If you could grind something repeatable, what's what's the best thing in game? If I have to choose one thing. Uh, God. I guess I'm going to say next. <laughs> actually, it, uh, Awakened Boss is really good. Next and Awakened Boss are my favorite, probably. What's your favorite... Ra- I mean, I know it's not Toa. What's your favorite raid out of Tauber Cox? Uh, so, funnily enough, it is Toa. <laughs> I both That's hate so Toa, funny. but I still I still do it anyway. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so, it, you're disappointed because it could have even been better. Like, it could have been really, really good, and that's what you're mostly disappointed about. Yeah. But you still enjoy it, technically. I still enjoy it. I, I enjoy it as well because I, it's what got me into boosting. Mm. Just like a good bit. I, I, I started boosting like thing kits, carries, mm-hmm. like a month after tour release and that made me a good bit. It was fun. It was it was a new challenge. Like It was a breath of fresh air after we figured everything out. Mm. Gives me a little bit of an incentive. But the downside of doing something like boosting is like, now I'm completely desensitized to every kind of drop you can get in the game. <laughs> Nothing compares to boosting GP. Do you think so? Um, Scythe recently got buffed. Oh, by the way, what did, what were your thoughts on people just getting scammed of their blood runes from the? Well, no. did you, did you, yeah. Now I was, I, dude. If I hadn't, if I hadn't been awake at three in the morning, I would have lost t- over two hundred thousand blood runes. My oh, well was. Shit just completely stocked i just shoved all my vials of blood in there with the equivalent amount of blood runes like i said i don't have any gp concerns anymore yeah, so yeah. i mean technically it wouldn't have like it w- would have been annoying but ultimately like, my accounts would have been just fine it just yeah would have been a, yeah just Feel like yeah. okay there's there's 100 mil down the drain or whatever but yeah. um yeah i uh what are your thoughts on the scythe itself getting that buff are you satisfied with then yeah it's good i think it's like not like overtly powerful and i think they did a good job that's a good choice to buff the accuracy of all things and the fang you're okay with the slash getting removed um oh totally i mean if it was up to me i'd nerf fang much more too but (laughs) that's my hlc coming out i guess what are your thoughts on like the three 
weapons, mace, sail door, and rapier kind of being not really useful or really fun to use at this point because they don't have double accuracy rolls and they're kind of shitty. Is it fine the way they are? The, mm, I think it's fine for rapier to be outdated, I guess. Uh, kind of a shame that mace is. Mace also feels really nice to use. I'm sure you've heard people like say um, the sound and animation is very satisfying mm-hmm. on mace. Uh, I kind of wish that like entire armor set nightmare every every nightmare drop is useless kind of a shame i feel like they could have like added a small effect to it or something to make it relevant again that's uh, hopefully the plan i mean that that is included in project rebalance oh is it is to make inquisitors change something about inquisitors i personally think there should there's uh, there's just so many things they could do one of them is guaranteeing a dragon warhammer with a full inquisitor set what are your thoughts like on that? It's kind of awkward to guarantee a dragon warhammer of all things, like it's specifically dragon warhammer. I feel like there is a there is a little bit of lore attached, just brief. So when oh, you're a, when you're running to nightmare, you see those guys with the, like the two handed warhammers. Oh, right. There could be some sort of lore attachment where this Inquisitor set somehow has an effect with the dragon warhammer. So it is odd and it feels arbitrary, but ultimately you could tie it in somehow. I I guess so, but the thing is, it doesn't. It just shifts the problem. I think the problem with Inquisitor is that you it's a dragon warhammer only uh, set of armor in the first place. You put yeah, it on so that you is can what hit a dragon like. warhammer and you take it off. Yeah, I sure, mean, it's worth it, but like it, 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 like the armor getting buff as well would be necessary, in my opinion. I just think yeah. like making the accuracy, like giving giving the whole set maybe like because I, I believe the full set passive effects like two point five percent accuracy and damage, something like that. Yeah, like if they if they could increase the full set to like ten percent, like that still wouldn't maybe. be crazy, but it would at least be like okay mace is gonna be really nice with this now and that gives yeah. more value to the mace and then yeah. again that's probably a simple way to buff it and i wouldn't be completely opposed to that but if it was up to me i'd add something interesting then again like i can't expect them to add something interesting to everything all the time but yeah i want to see it like once or twice before i'm satisfied you know mm-hmm that's fair. Like I want to see like an occasional like bring an interesting weapon and then do your direct upgrades or whatever you do for like another several months, maybe even a year, and then bring another interesting weapon again. Yep. Um. So, yeah. With raids four, what do you want? I mean, we'd have no idea what raids four is going to be, where it's going to be, but like, I guess, I guess, like rewards wise, maybe. What are you thinking? Like, what what is the next? What is the next mega rares that they could release? i don't have anything specific especially not for a sailing themed raid i had a random well what if it's not sailing themed item idea though okay let's hear it uh which was in the paste bin i sent you so i'll have to pull it up again remember what it was more or less which which paste bin is it it's a very complicated item i guess which is kind of what i was going for to be fair no, 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 is it the uh, first, second, or third link? It's it's the one that's called High Level Item Idea. Oh, I see it. I was still working on it, but in essence, uh, it, it would be a ring. It could be something else, too, I guess. Should I just read it out, or should I just... Yeah, let's... I mean, you, it? I mean yeah. it's, it's short enough. You can just explain it. Sure. But yeah. You feel the solemn weight of an oath being sworn, would be the flavor text, and then... 
the first uh, three attacks, you lose 50% max hit. So like you have to like kind of build it up. You can't just put it on. And then the ring throbs with power, sapping your vitality and attunement. And then it increases your max hit by 20%. Like after, like it, it restores the drain you had earlier and gives you a shit ton of max hit. So like it's really powerful, right? But then it's going to come with a lot of damage. It's going to come with a lot of uh, downside, which is going to be 3% of your HP level is damage. So like 3 HP when you're at 99. And maybe prayer train as well. So like it's supposed to be like a burst ring, kind of. Uh, all healing sources are blocked. You can't eat. You can't heal from blood fury. You can't blood barrage. So like it has to be a conscious choice to put that on. And But you're still able to eat? And drink no. potions? Okay, you literally just cannot heal. You cannot heal whatsoever as okay. long as the ring is on. You're, you're sworn, you've sworn an oath or whatever. Okay. That's the flavor, anyway. And then uh, it also has like the Soul Reaper Axe drop-off, where if you don't attack for several ticks, then the effect expires. Mm. It, it has that, so if you, if you don't attack for several ticks or you take it off, then the effect immediately expires, which means... You can start eating again, but you know you're not going to have the added damage anymore. So the idea is, since you can't heal from anything else, your HP is a resource there. You can only keep the ring on as long as you can manage to stay alive. And the reason this is different from something like, say, ruinous prayers, because like ruinous prayers was like it's not a choice. Ruinous prayers is not a choice. If you took the prayers, then uh, you're you're taking the chip damage with like the deflect prayers too, right? Whereas with the ring, if you think you're in danger or you can't really handle it anymore, you can take it off, and you can't just like haphazardly put it on either because it has a cooldown. If that makes sense. Yeah, kind no, I'm, I'm, item I just I'm try. just thinking of like the case. So I'm just thinking, for example, non PVM, where you're just killing mm. you're just doing slayer or something like this this would be the ring you literally bring to any sort of like basic mob thing because you're literally getting 20 percent extra damage right um, until until you lose all your hp yeah but you don't at which point i guess you'd have to die take it from off it right up. yeah no no I don't, I don't want it to actually be able to kill you so you could just camp at like one hp as long as you have protect melee you on could but at, at one hp it would stop applying its effects oh i see i see i see so like you can't proc a ruby bolt on one hp same In same, okay same interesting difference. interesting yeah this i mean this would be extremely fucking powerful it, um, it would be mega rare worthy surely yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> interesting i mean i always love hearing like different ideas one of with with dt2 um you can see the drop tables. They're uh, giving out a bunch of javelins. And mm -hmm. uh, I just have a feeling like with, especially with the ranged um, project rebalance where they're going to add like three different range styles potentially. I think ballistas might start coming in handy again. And I think they're going to try to bring out a better ballista. I how I feel about that. That seems like a lot of effort for them to, it's like, it feels kind of out of place to me. I personally the range styles. Like yeah, personally, I feel like slash, stab, and crush are awkward as they are. Really? Yeah. So you would rather like, be more simple and just be melee? Yeah, because I don't think that's where the interesting thing is. Like like I said, it's it's more metagaming, and it's cool that you can have different items, I guess. But 
it doesn't change my gameplay experience at the end of the day. Once I have my inventory, I have my inventory that I'm going to go to a boss with. But like progression is kind of out the window for me at this point since I haven't really yeah, yeah. had anything to pro progress towards for a while. That's fair. Maybe that's but, why I'm kind of biased. Yeah, but adding, I mean, having different attack styles is changing up your meta. Like as soon, obviously, as soon as the meta is the meta, then that's what it is. But ultimately, yeah. that like those attack styles are what is defining the meta. Yeah. Um, I guess, in my opinion, I think it is going to be cool. As, and again, this would there's so much balancing that needs to happen with this and there would be a lot of changes that need to be made and some things would probably be annoying initially and there would need to be changes made because like every single boss would need to be like rebalanced somewhat to have these new range styles but i think it's exciting personally because it would add variety to your range arsenal so it's not just always blowpipe or tebow there is yeah, a better than nothing yeah like i said um that's that's kind of one of the things that I would vote for because why not rather than why. Mm. I, I I like bringing that up a lot because I feel like it's something people don't really consider. Here you have this thing called reactive versus proactive gaming. Ah. Can you explain that? Oh, I I forgot about that. But yeah, um, I feel like a lot of boss mechanics are just predictable and. So you anticipate things in advance. You know where to move. Generally, you'll have a set of tiles to move. Or the reaction time is... like You can only make something uh, so... like You can only give a certain amount of time to react, right? Like mm -hmm. the game operates off 0.6 seconds. So the fastest you can react to something is... No stun away can Leviathan, but they're not going to do that, obviously. So... Like the, the least time you have to react to something is like 0.6 seconds... And the average human reaction time is like 200 ms or something. Anyway, that's a kind of a tangent. But what I'm trying to say is uh, I think a lot of boss mechanics are proactive. Meaning once you're past the knowledge gate of knowing how a boss works, the boss all of a sudden becomes easier, much easier. Mm -hmm. The difficulty of a lot of bosses in the game aren't from mastering the mechanics because the mechanics apply the same almost everywhere, more or less. If you know how to move in the game and click things to attack and switch gear in prayer, like every boss is just a reflavor of another, it feels like to me. I'm probably being very reductive and harsh, but. So you think reactive is the better route? Is that what you're claiming? No. Uh, I think reactive is what happens a lot. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, reactive is the better route. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Proactive is generally so, how things go. I uh, so I I guess I kind of see this as like I've brought it up in other casts, but we've reworded it, and obviously yours is more precise. But mm -hmm. we think of like dynamic and static sort of bosses where you do a yeah. boss enough, and it becomes muscle memory. And exactly. Ultimately, and again, like it definitely reduces difficulty, but I think there's like part of it that's like. And for some reason, and this probably affects different players differently, like for sure a dynamic boss or a reactive boss would be much more difficult long term. Mm -hmm. But I think there is a little bit of fun in mastering something and getting the muscle memory down so that yeah. you're just in the flow state sort of and you can just really enjoy with kind of turning your brain off, kind of like driving. Yeah. I mean, it's neat and it's definitely a kind of play style. I'm, I'm just saying like... I think there's much less reactive in the game than proactive content. 
I see. And I think there should be both. I'm not saying I completely oh, eradicate. I see, I see. You know? Would you want uh, the Coliseum, for example, to be more reactive-based? Something Absolutely. That, that is a lot more dynamic? Absolutely, yeah. I think I think Coliseum should test like every single skill you have in the game, like reflexes as well. You need to react to something spawning or something like in the Inferno. And you need to pray or you need to solve a wave. Like that, that shit's really fun in the Inferno. I hope they do it in the Coliseum as well. Okay, and then you have... Metagaming and optimization versus boss mechanics. Can you go into that? Uh, yeah, it's it's more or less what I've been saying, though. Okay. Uh, well, what, hey, what, I, what I meant by metagaming is yeah, like uh, it tie, ties into like proactive gameplay as well with what I meant. I see. It's just like you you figure out the strats for something. Um, you set up your inventory. You know exactly what to do in every room, and then. You go do them. I wrote metagaming versus uh, metagaming optimizations versus yeah. Like the boss doesn't throw different things at you. It's all predictable. You'll you'll do the same thing like ninety percent of the time at most places, which you know gets you into a flow. Like that's the advantage of it. But the disadvantage is that it becomes mundane after a while, in my mm -hmm. opinion, anyway. So you um, were, I, I recall you saying you were pretty disappointed in Toa, be, be, uh, solo Toa's being the meta. Yeah. So would you prefer, are you one of those um, players that would prefer team content to always be more efficient in team scales? I wouldn't say always, but I think we suffer from a lack of team content a lot. Like, I, I just miss the days where I would just play with my buddies, not have to feel bad about not being efficient, because I like playing the game efficiently. Like, that's my play style. And so the only two bosses where you can really do that, just because solo isn't feasible, is uh, Tob and Nex. Yeah. You have to go with I mean, your buddies, and even then, like, Nex is a duo. They did a pretty good job with Toa. We were talking about this um, in the past couple casts. Toa did a way better job than, for example, like Chambers. Like at least when you're doing a, a higher team size Toa, you don't feel like you're trolling that much. Like, yeah, optimally, like solos will be slightly more efficient when you're just calculating pure, you know, purples per hour. Mm -hmm. But it definitely is much, much, much closer. And you're probably having a much better time in teams. Well, depending on what your play style is, I, I personally prefer. Depending team on your play style, and depending on who you're playing with. That's true. That's a good the thing point. is, if you have like, if you're playing with like five people, that's uh, four more chances people fuck up. And I'm not just saying that because like you're playing with like Billy Bob or something. It's just because like even the best players like just fuck up more. Mm -hmm. But often than the... you also have the case where you're in a solo, you make one mistake, and you've just thrown the entire raid. Uh, uh yeah about that too um so i think there's different avenues of skill expression that are cool and some of them are less explored than others what i realized with toa i was not a very consistent player before toa like i'd make mistakes fairly often and toa kind of taught me to iron that out um recovering from a mistake is a skill <laughs> and toa gives you only one chance to do that generally if you make a mistake, you're probably getting hit for 70, and you better recover after that. So I do appreciate that about it. I think it's good in that regard. I don't like mechanics that punish you too hard. But, 
yeah, you should be encouraged to like recover from a mistake rather than just having it completely wipe you off the spot. Uh, other avenues for skill expression are like uh, knowledge gates, like I said, is what I'm calling them. I don't know if they actually have an official term in some kind of theory or whatever, but just, you know, having a certain amount of knowledge of the boss mechanics or how things work, and then that's an avenue of skill expression, but then once you have that, there's not much to do. Reaction time, uh, being able to like solve waves and stuff in Inferno, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, not a whole lot of mechanics to go into in terms of clicks, I guess, like click fast for switching prayers and gear and stuff, but there's not a whole lot that challenges that. I guess the biggest thing is like the Awakened bosses challenge that a good bit. I, I hope... I hope um, Colosseum will be at that intensity, like at least as hard as like Awaken Vardorbus in Rage Phase or Leviathan in Rage Phase at like waves eight to twelve. I really hope so. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. What um, sort of changing gears? What are your thoughts on CAs in particular, difficulty wise, and even the reward space for it? Are you satisfied? Hmm. And have you completed your Zuck Helm just for... Yeah, I, I've had one for a while. I held off for like six months on four tasks just because I couldn't be bothered to find teammates and I ended up buying boosting for those. Mm, sounds like me. <laughs> With Toa release at least. No, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you you wouldn't know anything about that, right? Um, um, yeah, GM has felt more like a grind than anything. I didn't really feel much when I got GM uh maybe that's just because i'm toned up like i said like i haven't really felt like anything is much of an accomplishment these days if i'm not the first to do something i'm not very excited about it anymore damn rip <laughs> <laughs> you better you better get on that coliseum grind then you gotta, oh i will yeah. i'll try i need to like practice inferno and stuff yep yep um the rewards could be a little better i don't think they should add anything that makes it like necessary like that you have to have a GM helm. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of hard to balance. I, I guess it's like kind of fine as it is. Don't touch it much, I guess. I see. If anything, maybe there could have been a few more cool cosmetic rewards because you don't do Slayer that often when you're going bossing and like you can't really show off the Zuck helm. Yeah, I mean they have the hilt. I, I think the Grandmaster hilt's ugly yeah. as fuck, personally. I yeah, I don't I don't like any one. of the hilts, just period. They're so small and tiny they look like a dagger. I like I like the <laughs> I like the master one more, but uh I have to flex the Grandmaster because I have an ego, so but this <laughs> I mean this thing is just like bruh, it looks like a McDonald's like <laughs> bruh, I feel like <laughs> it's just too much too much guys, too bulky, it's too much going on. Like I wish it was just more simple. It's just yellow. It's just weird. Yeah. But yeah um personally i wish there was a few more rewards uh for gm at least yeah. like i wish uh like one i wanted the fucking dk's teleport at this point oh yeah that would be convenient it's like can we just can we please just do oh, this yeah already? i mean like addy's idea a while ago where uh, they should have they should have um made it so that when you finish the CAs for like a certain boss, you get a buff for that boss. Not like a damage buff or anything, but like a convenience buff. Mm, interesting. Would be nice. Like if you finish all DK CAs, then you get the DK's teleport, for example. Oh, you would. Oh, that would be crazy. If it was like every single boss has some thing to it. Yeah. 
um, I, so like personally, I think, uh, like a, a, like a nice DK's teleport would be nice. And somebody, I think it was Joe Watermelon that brought up the idea where like, whenever there's a new update that, uh, that forces you to like, you know, upkeep your GM, like for example, like when they come out with the DT2 CAs, mm-hmm. what would be cool is instead of like having a backwards incentive of like, okay, just now you're forced to do VCAs. You're not going to get anything new from it, but here, like go do this to get your Zuckhelm back. They should, every time they release new CAs like that, they should add another reward to it. So it feels mm. better reachieving your Zuckhelm or reachieving whatever like that you're could getting. work well with what I just, or what Addy suggested. With yeah. Like but, adding boss specific ones, because then you're not like scrambling around trying to find a reward every time you want to update. That's fair. That's fair. I just feel like there would be maybe way too many if you're going to go to like every single boss. There's just going to be like, uh, yeah, maybe. But then also like it doesn't have a, it doesn't have to be big and B. They don't have to redesign it again. Once it's there, it's there. They're not going to delete a boss. I so. see. I hope not anyway. Yeah. I mean, if they would delete one boss, if they, if they would delete one boss, what boss would you delete from the game? Is that a, is that like not a, like a non hypothetical or is this like, you're asking me because yeah i'm asking you if you <laughs> wanted to delete one boss from the game which one would you normal delete? nightmare just delete that shit <laughs> like just delete it i mean you you suffer there right yeah i mean that place is just a total shit show um, <laughs> of a boss i mean it i just wish they would delete normal nightmare and just make fasanis be in the middle of that thing so it looks a little bit more thematic of like okay this is the nightmare boss and then even make Fasani's doable or like up to four people or something. Like why yeah, I not? Like, that idea. like like why not just allow it to be massable? Um Yeah. I think you could actually have some really cool meta too, especially if it wasn't scalable either. So it's like it still is the mm. exact same fight. You can just bring more people in. So ultimately it's still gonna be more efficient to solo it just because of the downtime you'd have to take yeah. into consideration. But if you just wanted to have a more pleasant experience with your with with the homies, you know, you could just go in as a, like a four man or something, or even up to five, I totally. guess. And I, I just wish they would just cool. clear the fucking normal nightmare at this point. Like, no, I understand there's people doing it, but they don't understand like how troll of a boss it is. It's got horrible oh, it's awful, drop yeah. rates, and it's just nonstop chip damage. There's no guarantee yeah. one shotting the parasite or the husks. It's just a it's a mess. It's a total mess. So delete that. I went only mildly dry, so I'm not complaining too much, but I went mildly dry on the pet. On that I think I'm like one point five rate total. It's kinda of hard to say because you don't have like normal nightmare KC, it doesn't differentiate between solo, five man, yeah. et cetera. But I think I'm like around one point five rate. So yeah, I I kinda get your pain. Maybe not as much as you went dry, but I kind of get trained. I mean, the thing is, like, my log isn't... I mean, it was brutal because I did normal solo nightmares running there every fucking kill and using mm. Phoenix necklaces and one-tick prayer flicking and I didn't have a Blood Fury and I didn't have a Sanguinesti and all this other garbage. But, like, oh boy. ultimately, my log looks fine, especially now. now I mean, because I got a mace after, like, 2.5x rate of the mace itself, but then... I got an additional mace like 100 kills later. So like my log right now looks pretty pretty good. The only thing I'm missing is an Eldritch and the Parasitic Egg. So, but yeah, I mean, Nightmare itself is just brutal. I mean, that place I have been advocating to just improve the drop rates. 
Like you just need to, or you need to make the items really worthwhile. But even like, I just feel like even if they were to improve the items, you need to increase the drop rates of those things. Like they're way too rare. I like that. On on that topic, let me ask yeah. you as an Iron Man as well. Um, how do you feel about having a some sort of bad luck protection on all bosses? That's an interesting topic because we've just never seen it in old school of like genuine bad luck protection. Yeah. Um and I think my idea of bad luck prevention or protection is to just make it so items that are feel like gear progression aren't crazy drop rates. So right. as long as items don't really exceed the like 250, like in my opinion, no item that is like of worth of like, you know, not some like third age, third age is not in this category, but any, any sort of like gear progression item that has use in PVM shouldn't be above like 250 hours. I think 250 hours is like the cap it should ever be. Right. I guess the only thing I have about that, I agree. Mm-hmm. One thing I have is how do you decide which ones have use? Like, do you decide after the fact, after people start using it and developing them? No, no. I, I think I think there just is a category. Obviously, this is it's it's slightly subjective, but like third age is very clearly this is not gear progression. This is like fancy stuff yeah. that you can get. Oh, yeah, that one was obvious. Um, e- even something like corpse shields is debatable, mm-hmm. but ultimately, I do see those as viable upgrades. So, so even you mean like so, any weapon and armor, for example, that's pretty much, boss? pretty much. Yeah. Um, 250 hours. Yeah. I think if, and that is efficient, like you can still be inefficient and have shitty gear and have to go way drier. But like, I think, okay, I mean, fair. Yeah. For the just, whole log or just for single item? For single items. Mm-hmm. For, for, I mean, that is really the cap it should be. As, as soon as you've released an item, like when Nightmare was first released, orbs took 600 hours. It's just it's just ridiculous. Like, what are, what are you doing here? And and on release, it was even crazier rarity. That was after a bunch of like buffs. Yeah. So I remember when they uh, accidentally turned off drops for like a couple days or something. I don't like know the, if it was normal or Fasani. It was like the first like eight hours of Fasani's. Yeah. Just grinding <laughs> that shit. Nobody was getting a drop. It was just and then they weren't oh, even man. transparent about it. They're like, yeah, uh, no, everyone's just getting really unlucky. Just you know, like sixty nine times the drop rate. Basically. <laughs> oh whoops yeah i was like god damn it but um yeah so bad luck protection that is ultimately i don't think we should go down the route of just like guaranteeing stuff at a certain point or even drastically improving drop rates i just think there Mm. is something sort of iconic about going 8x rate it sucks ass but like i guess part of me is just like i kind of like that i kind of like that people can just just go stupidly stupidly dry it's kind of like iconic and it kind of is fun Fair enough it, it's it's fun to like see people go stupid dry and super super <laughs> as long as it's not happening to you right <laughs> i mean even i mean for me i'm in a blessed position because i'm a streamer so i can like at least just yeah. you know like create content on it but yeah for true, the true. average joe going hella dry <laughs> is not fun for sure but what are your thoughts on it uh do you want there to be bad luck pr- protection y- yeah yeah i think to i what would extent? like that I, though i can't decide on which items or stuff like but in general it sounds kind of like people quit people i feel like people would quit or at least i would mm-hmm. if i didn't get an item i really needed for like 
hundreds of hours, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe do something like they did with Wardorvis. Although, don't clap it at the start because that's cringe. Oh, so you're not saying necessarily once you've gone a certain dryness, it's increasing, but simply reducing the variance. So, like, giving invisible drops ultimately. So, it's you can't go as crazy dry or it's not as common. No, I am actually saying change the threshold. Mm. But... I'd have to show you the graphics for it to make sense. Have you seen the drop rate graphs of what it would have been versus what it is right now, like for the rings? Uh, I don't think I've seen a visual of it. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I made a graph of this earlier. Yeah. Literally, I mean, like two years, uh, whenever it came out. Uh, here's what it looks like for Ultra Ring. Red is... Uh, the normal drop rate system is black as uh, the rework drop rate system. You can see there's a point they cross, and before that, you're much less likely to get it with the new drop rate system. But then after that, bad luck protection kicks in. So I would like something like it's red up until the crossing point, and after that, it's black. If that makes sense. Interesting. Wait, wait, sorry. Ultimately, so the, it doesn't... The black was the dry. normal drop rates that we... Like, the drop system that we have. And red Red is, is the normal drop system. Oh, red's the normal. Okay. Black is bad luck protection. You can see how you're unlikely to get it. See, less likely to get it than... Uh, and this is for Ultor. And the Ultor... This is for Ultor, yeah. ...is a 1 in 1,200-ish or something? Right? Uh, 1 in 1,083, if I'm not making okay. that number up roughly. Is what it boils down to, I think. I see. Yeah, I, th- I think I think people going dry for several hundreds of hours is unhealthy. <laughs> and I know you're not entitled to items, but if we go down that rabbit hole, you're not entitled to anything. And like, then I would start arguing like, well, great, then I'm I'm just gonna do all the hard PBM and like, give me all the gold. And nobody's ever nobody's ever with me on that. <laughs> it in regards to the DT two bosses and how like they drop stuff i wish there was also a rare chance of just getting the item at 1kc like just there is a chance of you just getting the drop without the invisible drop system but it's yeah, just a rare chance yeah like like the fir- the clamp the lower drop rate until you reach that crossing point just feels so bad oh it does it does. and as soon as you get the vestige it's like well this i don't want to keep grinding this this feels bad yeah I don't know how they could say. I think they said like we like this drop rate system. We'll keep experimenting this in the future. Like, I don't. I haven't heard of anybody who likes this drop rate system personally. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's not as fun. It's I I dis, I disagree with it too. Like there are advantages mm-hmm. to it for sure, but yeah. ultimately, I think vast majority of players don't like it. So I think it actually indirectly ends up in uh introducing less rings to the game because most players won't grind past whatever that threshold is totally yeah no totally and the and the fact that they're all like untradeable stuff especially the axe like the axe there's gonna be way fewer axes in the game oh yeah than there would have been if it was just like tradable stuff that you could just attach dude it was ridiculous that axe was worth like over max cash when it first came out yeah that's crazy i mean it did have that glitch or you're just hitting like 200. <laughs> yeah, but surely that's not why people are buying yeah, it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it wasn't. I think it's just the fact that people are just insanely wealthy and they just want to have something that's new. Yeah. I mean, people are so wealthy nowadays. 
just everything shits yeah. out gold like you're just making total you're printing gp basically you're just playing this game boosting is very prevalent as well oh, next exists yeah. next is yep. huge uh, bring bring invention invention one shamanism could have been invention if they shamanism would have been i feel like in my opinion would have been a bit convoluted i feel like it would have added so many like untradeable sort of like armor effects and sets and stuff which don't get me wrong if a player like you would probably massively enjoy something like that but i feel like it would have just mm -hmm. added so much random stuff to the game that would have just been super complicated yeah too much complexity as a time is not good and i understand that and a lot of people don't want that either but like gradually adding a little bit over time at an acceptable there, there has to be like an acceptable rate for it adding nothing is just like so boring mm -hmm. that's fair that's why i want that's the one thing i've been saying when generally when i say like when i'm advocating for adding hard content to the game in some way shape or form it's always met with like oh you just want all the updates for yourself it's like, no, I want one update for myself, maybe. I think that's kind of fair to ask for, and then I won't bother you for a couple of years. I don't know if everybody else shares that sentiment, <laughs> but it's like I just want one thing to grind out, you know? One thing that actually offers a little more of a challenge. Here's a... It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're, you're good. Um, there... It doesn't have to be only for me, too. Like, it can still be like Toa, but just execute it right, you know? yeah that's fair and there's it's just it's just tough because there's there are such few players like you and no monkey noob type all these just total giga gamers so it's hard to just get you guys what you want because you're just in such a small minority <laughs> <laughs> that um, is the unfortunate reality yeah so here's a here's a topic from hasani he's asking aside from butterfly what is some tech that you feel like a majority of OSRS players should know, but are unaware of? Ooh, that's a hard one. I don't know if there's like one piece of generally applicable thing you can do anywhere that... I guess I'll just throw one randomly. It's very niche, but... Uh, there's like the mage flinching you can do at Inferno. That's one that people don't really know much about. If you splash on something, um, if you splash on something with magic, uh, it counts as a melee attack. And then flinching also exists, and people like know what flinching is. And I just recently learned this from G Challenge Gems video, by the way. Um, flinching is essentially when something is off attack cooldown, if it hasn't attacked you for eight or more ticks, it becomes flinchable. Which means the next time you attack it, it can't attack you back um, until at least half of its attack cooldown has elapsed. So let's say you're flinching something with a 4-tick attack speed, right? Uh, you wait for it to attack you first. Wait for 12 ticks to elapse because 4 ticks for the attack cooldown to go down and then 8 ticks for the flinch timer to go down. And then after that, if you attack it again, it won't attack you back for 2 ticks because 4 divided by 2 is 2. Yeah, that's... Like it doesn't come in very often and people don't know exactly how much time they have, but it's a neat little mechanic you can use and like uh, in tandem with like the mage splashing, you can use it in Inferno to set up off ticks sometimes if you're behind a pillar and you have like the double range mage wave. 
You can like flinch the mage, for example, if you want. Some super gaming tech. I know that's. I mean, GE Challenge is a fucking giga brain player because, oh, I mean, yeah. you see the the Bofa Bandos method where the whole thing is relying on flinching. I mean, you're literally just running underneath it repeatedly, just mm-hmm. clicking on the altar and then clicking on the door. Yeah, and it's like it's just always it's just repeatedly being flinched. <laughs> it's like damn. Um, yeah, no, it's it's fascinating trying. Uh, one of the fears, I mean, because now we have these uh, kind of like systems in play where everyone's just kind of used to like how the game functions. It's all like just super glitchy and stuff. But if you when you try to take that away, like when they were trying to take away Red X from Baba. Just frustrating as hell. Like you can't do it now. Like you do uh, not do brought that. Brought back PTSD. <laughs> they did not take away Red, Red X from Baba. They took away Red X from the entire game. Oh yeah, that was it. But we noticed it all at Baba because we we're all stuck at TOA. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I'm I'm not giving that J mod shit. But like one of the J mods were like, I don't remember who. They were like, maybe we'll keep it this way. And like I, I was losing my mind, man. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that now. Like, and the thing is, it's like it would be different if it felt better to get rid of it and we've just kind of been used to it, but it feels like shit getting rid of it. It's just now it's, we're just playing more of an RNG game that just feels clunky. It feels no, clunkier. Is, you can get rid of it, I guess. Like, uh, th- it's not like a Nintendo mechanic, whatever, but like, it should, this is not the way to get rid of it. You talk it out first, you apply, you, you give us alternatives rather than just like getting rid of a core mechanic in the game. Yeah. And then you decide if you're going to remove it. Not like just, okay, I guess you guys can't do Baba anymore. <laughs> Sorry. There's just so many. It's like Red Xing is genuinely an enjoyable mechanic, though. It adds so much depth. At Baba or anywhere else? Anywhere. Well? Any, I'm just thinking of, like, specifically God Wars Dungeon in general. Like, there's so much Red Xing now that's involved in these metas. Um mm. I mean, even even something simple like Thermy, like when you're scything Thermy, you just click on the door to Red X and keeps Thermy still. It's it actually just nice more to not have the boss randomly move around. Yeah, I think that's it. Just it reduces RNG ultimately. I think that is the main reason it was introduced anyway. So, or rather, like the bug wasn't, but like there was some patch that introduced it, such that bosses you. I think what would happen if you click to attack a boss while you were under it it could like keep pathing with you and you'd get stuck under it because mm. like, you know, if it just keeps pathing with you in the same direction, you're not going to attack it. Right. Yeah. I think that was like, they did some kind of patch to change that a long, long time ago. Interesting. And then it ended up in like, it resulted in this bug somehow. And then it stayed in the game ever since. Okay. That is interesting. Yeah. Very interesting story. Um, Here's a random topic from Trader Stan. Flats or drums? Oh, am I going to be uncultured and saying, what are those? So those are like chicken wings. Like when you're eating chicken wings, the drums or the flats? Like what do you prefer? Drums. Really? Got to bite into that thing. Yeah, yeah. No, this is kind of an interesting because I actually am a mixture, I feel like. I feel like I need Hmm. both. Because if I just had one, I'd get bored of it. I need both. Why flats? Flats are nice because I don't. I feel like they're saucier. Like when you get a saucy wing, mm. like they're just. Yeah, but like consider this: like you could marinate the chicken beforehand. Yeah, yeah, no, like for sure. For just for for some reason, I guess the experiences I've had with flats, they always seem to be more flavorful. I don't know why, but I guess it's it's all just 
emotion based. <laughs> like this is also, pure... are you thinking like grilled chicken or like fried chicken? Just any sort of any. I mean, it doesn't matter. But I'm just thinking wings in okay. particular. Just gotcha, gotcha. Um, but I need the variety. I think because I think I ultimately lean on what you're saying. Like drums, drums are uh, yeah. better. You get a more meaty bite, but uh, it has the better texture. Yeah. No, that's a, see, that's the difference. I actually think flats have a better texture, hmm. but it's hard to, yeah, I don't know. But I have a fucking massive beard now going and a massive <laughs> mustache going. So like, I think drums are actually the way to go. I don't make as much of a mess. I'm going to oh, shower yeah. <laughs> either way because I got a full on shower after I eat now. But yeah, um, drums are probably the way to go. Facial hair problems are it. It's a, it is a problem. It's genuinely a problem. I'm very hairy myself. So, yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. Fucking Middle Eastern uh, genetics. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so the rest of these topics, it sounds like we've already sort of covered um, just through talking. So I want to ask mm. you, is there anything that you want to discuss before we kind of wrap things up and get some shout outs? Oh, let me look through my note. I think I already sent you them, so. Probably not. Just something that was in my mind before. Man, it would have been so cool if uh, if they actually went through with the prayer book, like delete the quest a little bit. That that's still like a itch that I have. Yeah, and there still is a chance. I mean, there still is. I just no, but but the, the yeah. thing is, if they released it with the quest, like that was gonna be the end reward for the quest, and it would have been so cool. Like, mm. ha- have you played any RS three or RS two? No. Okay. Well, I played I played so, RS two. Oh, just, did, have you done this template sentencing quest where you unlock curses? No, I was a total giga noob back then. Same, but I but I did an RS three recently, and okay. the place you unlock it, like once you go down there, it's at the end of the quest. You know, like the place where you kill the skeletons at Fossil Island, mm-hmm. not Fossil Island, uh, like dig site. Oh yeah, it's it's really close to there, like the Slayer spot. Anyway, you go down the winch, and then like, uh, what's his face like communes with as as Anadra communes with like Zaros at the end, and then like at the end, uh. You can see like a cutscene where they're like praying, and then you finally like unlock the curses, and like you have the Zaros motif playing in the background. It's just so cool, mm. and so that's exa- that's exactly what plays too uh, at the end of Desert Treasure Two. It's the Zaros motif, and like I'm pretty sure the first teleport option on that ring was supposed to be where you swap to curses. Damn, and we just didn't get that. Yeah, such a shame. That's so fair. Cool. That's fair. Yeah, that- for quests dt2 i mean definitely scrapping that like that definitely was a huge blow to like the reward space it felt yeah. a little bit lackluster like especially the soul reaper acts not being inc- super crazy as soon as i feel like as soon as that gets a buff it's gonna feel a little bit better but it's really just ring upgrades I hope so damn corporate deadlines yeah 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 that that too um okay uh saxopiller i greatly appreciate your time today this was this was fun i want to kind of wrap things up with getting three shout outs from you from the community uh shout out joe watermelon which was on <laughs> earlier and he said i should shout him out and it's like courtesy apparently to <laughs> shout out whoever's on previously handsome man very very nice and uh good gamer i know scott was on as well but uh i haven't really watched him not gonna lie. <laughs> i'm sure he's very handsome too he's very handsome they're both. Uh, shout out No Monkey has been my longtime friend, and I probably wouldn't have been here today without him. 
Really appreciate him. Uh, one more shout out. Fuck. Shout out all the boys in tumor time. <laughs> That's my little discord I'm in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an additional shout out to No Monkey. He's uh, definitely one of the most entertaining high level PVMers out there. Just super, super great streams. Super great uh, guy as well. Just super highly entertaining and just awesome guy. Hell yeah. Um, all right, Saxer Pillars, thank you very much. Down in the description, boys, we're going to have Saxer Pillars Twitter down there. Do you have uh, any other like links you'd want linked? I'll have your YouTube as well. But I'd... Yeah, YouTube and Twitter, that's about it. Okay. That's all I have. Sounds good. Guys, go down in the description, drop him uh, a subscription on his YouTube for me. And uh, also, if you guys want to support the cast, there is a Patreon and YouTube membership link. You can uh, support the cast. And uh, next Tuesday, we're actually going to be having Noob Type on the cast, which I'm very, very excited for. Should be a good one. So back-to-back -back gamer. Actually, back-to-back to back. -to -back how many back-to-back to back-to-back -to -back -to -back gamer PBM gamers <laughs> have we had? But uh, I'm really excited for that one. So stay tuned. And uh, Saxer Filler, thank you once again for your time today. Shout out Noob Type. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for we'll having me, man. Yep. My pleasure. We'll catch you in the next one, boys. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.